Hello and welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my time-traveling co-host, Hunter Van Lira. It's about King time by... in a minute. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, the moment you texted me that this today, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, it's, <laughs> I, you like I was thinking tonight? about what I'm we like, had yeah. for the podcast, and um, I saw that I wrote last week Kang time, like hang right. time, and I was like, yeah. "Hang time, Kang time." That's a kind of cool one. And then I was um looking at memes and uh the what was it? It's a Lizzo song, right? Yeah. Um, that came that came up and I was like, oh my god, it's about Kang time. <laughs> oh my god, Why? the jokes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I like wordplay. Anyway, yeah, what were we talking about? So we are brought to you by Andrew's amazing promise on the same in New York. If you guys hear keys or stuff in the background, that's my daughter. She's walking finally. Oh, uh, nice. We know your daughter's around. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if you hear keys, because she's playing with my keys, because she hasn't been feeling well for the last couple of days. So oh, no, we got to distract her. <laughs> yeah, my keys here. That makes you happy. Uh, jingle, jingle. <laughs> yeah. So she's playing with my keys and walking around the house with my keys. Does she have I the fake hope... keys? No. Yeah, she has the fake ones, but oh no, nice. she knows it's, it's not fake. the same. She's... Yeah. Well, yeah, because no. it's it's not a metal clang. She likes them the clinks. <laughs> yeah, she's smarter than fucking. Yeah. Because at first goodness. they like it because it's dangly. Yeah. And then they like it because it's shiny and it makes that noise. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, she's part of that noise phase. She's like, I know you're lying to me, Father. (laughs) Yes. Father, why? I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) She got me good. And she's like, she's like babbling and walking, which is the cutest fucking thing. Um, But anyway, so if you hear that stuff in the background, ignore it. It's just my daughter playing. Um, And she's on my lap this time for the episode. So... Uh, let's jump it right into it. We, first of all, we have Hit Monkey renewed for season two on Hulu. Yes, which is awesome. finally, so, finally, the curse has been lifted. One of the shows we reviewed got renewed. It's the first. Okay, <laughs> let's let's be fair. Besides Harley Quinn, <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so we we're two we're we're two for how many now? <laughs> well, we that, did we did Jupiter canceled. Yes, we did. We did um, the boys, and that wasn't canceled. Well, that was the, that was that was without me first. Yes. But then the boys was so popular that it was curse coming out. Yeah. Um it was Jupiter, it was Hellstrom, it was Modoc. Yep. Um uh, we never did runaways, did we? Did we I No, think we... we didn't do runaways and cloak and dagger. Okay. We didn't do any of the Arrowverse stuff. Not yet. Yeah. It was we're gonna cover the Arrowverse as, as a whole. whole. Yeah. Yeah. We're waiting for those last two shows to be done. We might do yeah. as like a gun to our heads kind of thing and maybe have Sabrina on the show. We do Gotham Knights, but we'll think about that. <laughs> yeah, see how we all feel about Gotham Knights. If, if Sabrina suffers through it, I'll suffer through it for the show. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, but finally, Hit Monkey, one of my favorite like Marvel-based shows to come out in years. It was yes. just fresh and different. It was so good. So the only one caveat they do include is that it's not going to be part of the MCU, which fine. I, I had only... well, the original one wasn't really part of the MCU. It was one of those like on the fringes of. The characters in it aren't anybody important enough to for the MCU to really be like, nah, just kidding, you know? Right. It was one of those ones they could play around with. Yeah, and if they if they would have, that's the whole thing. So, I had always assumed that the Hulu slash freeform stuff was never MCU really, um, especially yeah. Because they like, talk they talk about some things like yeah, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger have rocks on. Runaways mentions the Battle for New York. A lot of yeah. the Netflix stuff is more directly tied to it. Yeah. 
So I always thought like it was always kind of like meant to be like adjacent, especially because Modok was the first one to come out, and that was not only like a parody show; it also involved a bunch of characters well, no, that no, no, just no. like the, the... aren't in the MCU. I mean, the Modok show wasn't the first to come out; like Runaways and came. No, out I'm first. talking about for like this for this next oh. the next step, like oh, the yeah, animated yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. That, that was were, like, yeah. loosely considered canon. Yeah, we can't have Modok canon now because fucking yeah. he's coming in, in. Well, but now it can be multiverse, which is cool. Oh God. <laughs> Could you imagine them doing that with fucking in in um with Modok? Yeah, with uh oh my god, Kang Dynasty and Secret Avengers. Yeah. We have Pat Oswalt Modok show up to fight Corey Stroll Modok. <laughs> That'd be wild. That would be nuts. Why not? You know that's true. It's not you can't especially if it's like Deadpool because Deadpool three is supposed to be like the final chapter of the Fox. Leading into the MCU movies, yeah, that's gonna be wild. Yeah, let's see what we get at that point. <laughs> oh yeah, that one's gonna be nuts. But I'm super excited for Hit Monkey. I left off on a nice little cliffhanger, but oh, a nice yeah. little wrap up as well. If it did get canceled, oh yeah, absolutely. Like Modok ends on the biggest cliffhanger, but Hit Monkey oh, ends like like oh they're heading back to America or whatever, and then it's revealed the the Lady Bullseye reveal. But it's still cool that we got like a wrapped up story in the first season. Oh, absolutely. I think it's cool. Like I, I, I like the animation. I think uh I think like having the in house ads about buying comics and it was a really cool idea. Yeah, that was awesome. It made me buy guns and bananas. Well yeah, it's a funny fucking story. Yeah, I picked up the story just because I watched one episode excuse me, I watched one episode of the show and I was like, Oh, I need to learn about this character. I was like I thought he was just a funny monkey man. I didn't know he has like a whole backstory. <laughs> So then, uh, the it's a who's a, a Danny Way character? Yeah, yeah, a Daniel Way character, and it's it's nuts. Like the introduction, it was during the during the Deadpool run he did. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's 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 funny. Like it, the book's different, clearly. I mean, not that different. It just like it's just, it still has its like influences on its chest, but yeah, it's a little different for the t- TV universe just because it's got a little bit more freedom. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just excited to see what happens with the uh, the, Nef- the Hulu universe. I yeah, that's the only show that's still around. Hit well, Monkey. <laughs> what I think they should do, honestly, the stuff that they don't, they don't want to be MCU, like they want to do something like a little bit more adult, a little bit more. Um, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm okay. resting. Sorry, I got like uh, <laughs> no. Sorry, I got like a little thing that said like uh, lost connection. Sorry. Oh uh, no. No good. good. Yeah. Um, what I want them to do is like anything that's like a little bit more fringe, like a little bit more like, Hey, like, like if they want to do an adaptation of like agents of hate, you know what I mean? Mm. Or like do like, um, ecstatics or something similar to, Oh my God. Or something similar to what we're going to talk about soon with James Gunn's announcements. Yeah. I mean, the creature commandos, that's like a cool idea that we'll talk about that kind of references what you're saying with this. Yeah. Where it's like MCU adjacent, but, you know, just because it's Marvel Studios, that's why. But, like, with the multiverse being expanded, you can go back to that Fox TV show era where we had The Gifted and Legion. God. So throw that stuff on Hulu. Right, and make it like that's their, you know, it's fine. You can make, oh, it's It's part of the what if universe, like the Elseworlds for DC. Yeah, exactly. I think that's something that I I would personally like. Separate but equal. Oh, God. Can you not? It's Black History Month. So one time <laughs> oh man, uh, bad timing for that terrible joke. <laughs> I know. Jesus Apologies, Christ. <laughs> but, you know, I would like to see um something like that um mm-hmm. in the future, especially for uh 
Especially, like, you can do it with, like... Because you don't want every single Marvel adaptation to be forced into the MCU. Like, it was cool that we had a couple things that were a little different. Yeah. Even though we wanted the X-Men in the MCU, and we, I would love to see Hitmonkey in the live-action MCU. Yeah. But, like, some of these characters, it's just, like... Like, Howard the Duck doesn't need a Disney Plus thing. That Hulu thing that was going to happen, that's great for a character like that. Yeah. Like, certain characters work in a way where it doesn't have to be a movie or a TV show that's connected. Right. It can be separate, which is what they tried to do. But I think with Feige's vision and their cohesion that they're going with, I think they're stepping away. But DC is taking the front on that. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later. But it's cool that, like, James Gunn sees, like, oh, no, we can do both, and it'll be fine. And then Marvel will copy us. (laughs) You know. What if it's, like, their first animated kind of canon thing because of Captain Carter and because of... Um, Uatu, if they bring him back. Well, yeah, it's it's. Sorry, my daughter's stuffing her face with poofs. Um, poofs. Yeah, they're like little, like little. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's like easy to eat, like puff crackers. Yeah, things. she fucking yeah. like stuffing her face with them. Uh, like she's taking a, a baby's handful. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like feeding it to her like an animal, like I'm at a zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what I think, and I think it would also benefit for for Disney slash. I think Disney as a company would be having like almost their adult older content like the like the the Hit Monkey show on um Hulu. Yeah. You exactly know, what they're doing with a lot of like How I Met Your Father. Technically it's a yeah. Disney property but they're putting it on Hulu. Right. You know what I mean? It's like I think they should I mean everything's a Disney property that's owned by Disney, but uh yeah. I wish that they would do it as like, oh, cool. You know what? You want a little bit of a a harder thing. This isn't canon. Don't worry. It's not on Disney Plus. So parents can't get outraged as on Disney Plus. And we have to watch it because our kids want to watch all the content. Or (laughs) like, oh, it's not fair. Like, well, how do you have a rated R program? Because we're a money-making machine. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I mean, there are rated R programs. Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R. And I believe they said they're going to step into doing – like, I don't things on like special presentations. Nope, I don't think they are. I think that's all really? blustering. Nope, I think it's all blustering. It's mm. at the end of the day, it's it's Disney's the company. Yeah, it does not true. matter what Marvel wants to do or like Feige mm-hmm. thinks he's going to do. Disney's going to be like so. Because yeah, Warner, um, James Gunn confirmed that one of the movies is going to be rated R. Oh, because they don't care. Yeah, because James Gunn is because look at the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, the two most successful fucking like yeah. well rated at least um successful yeah. shows in uh, movie like they're just gory as hell like the first suicide squad had its moments but the second one was like 11 birds yeah. of prey also kind of up the ante yeah. too but that's all it is like because he doesn't care the difference mm. between like warner well, warner and- doesn't care because it's not like disney disney's like we have catered towards a younger audience they have an image to uphold yeah like the rock yeah but warner's just like we make movies whatever dude <laughs> yeah they, they, they now they, discovery warner or at&t whoever has discovery it now warner. you know what i mean discovery, yes yeah discovery yeah. Warner. yeah they, they don't give a crap um that's the difference between that's why when feige was like talking about it and everyone's like oh they're going to make a deadpool 3 rated r i'm like yeah, but do you remember that year they released Deadpool two uh, as a PG thirteen movie and it didn't? Yeah, Once through. Upon a Deadpool. That was a test. Yeah, that was a test for them to see if they could do PG thirteen movies, 
based I mean, off like an R-rated property and still make it work. Yep, and that's how they did it. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, y'all see it, it's cool and it's funny. And everyone's like, I'm like, do you guys not realize they had just gotten all the rights back and this is their testing? They just goofed on you. Yeah, like this, you just <laughs> played into their test and they proved them right. That's why when they're like, oh, they're not. Because there's no parents going to – the biggest thing is that at the end of the day, it's still Disney. And no, they're not going to allow a parent to be like, oh, well, I'm not letting my kids see a rated – you got to think about it as money. No, I totally understand. Like, like you know, rated I know. and they're doing like dick jokes and like showing nudity, for example. Like Disney yeah. doesn't want to put that in their films and no. then make it part of this ongoing storyline that you have to pay attention to. Right. And if you miss one thing, then you might miss like a like if Deadpool shows up in Secret Wars or whatever. But you and he talks about Deadpool three, but the kids didn't watch it because it was rated R. Like. They're going to complain. They're going to get backlash, you know? Yeah, they don't want to deal with that. They have enough yeah. legional lawyers to do that, but the, they really, at the end of the day, don't want to deal with that. But at least for a PG-13 movie, think about it just numbers-wise. Like, if I go to – like, me and my wife go to a movie, it's a date, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's an R movie or if it's PG-13. It's just two, right? But mm-hmm. now, assuming that – like, I see at the store, you know, there are parents – you know, there I see parents – it's great, so – I'll see it like next week when Ant Man comes out. Mm-hmm. So what will happen is you'll see one parent come in. You'll see you'll see like five kids walk in and one parent. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah, because like, you yeah. have like the the Wrangler. Yeah. So what's going to end up happening is like they got you for six tickets, even though it was really yeah, like five dad takes all the kids while all the moms hang out. You know, yeah, like... or yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's they they always got you for one extra when it's a PG thirteen movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, they have to go with you. They have to take the money you. money game. Yeah. Rated R, you lose anyone that would go see it with you. You're not – your kid's not seeing a Rated R movie. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing your kids a Rated R movie. That's why I laughed when uh, I went to see Deadpool 1 and 2 and parents, like, had their kids there. And they, like – they were getting up in the mo- middle of the movie and, like, do not – no one has a counter tell you this was a Rated R movie? You know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a rated R movie. Like, what'd you expect? Like, it's like just they're cause... saying curse words and, like, you'll see Deadpool's, like, ball sack. Yeah, like, it's R. Like, just because mm-hmm. it says Marvel on it doesn't mean it's kid-friendly. You yeah. know, a lot of people let their kids see Deadpool, though, and then it was, like, a whole generation of, like, little shits. Well, not even that. I think the problem <laughs> became, like, people, like, I saw Deadpool because my parents let me. And then, like, I looked at the parent and the, and the parent goes, I turned it on because it said Marvel and like, we watched it on, like, TNT. Or, like, we yeah. watched it, I rented it, and I didn't realize it, and then I saw it, and then we shut it off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Or, like, the kid's like, I know Deadpool. No, you know Deadpool because commercials and, like, ads and media make him funny. Like, you didn't see Deadpool. And then, like, I mean, I Deadpool said, 2 did a pretty good job at, like, giving like, him a heart, but they still had to make it real funny. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, that's, like, it's not a Deadpool episode, but, like, yeah, mm. that's kind of what it is. Like, it's a money thing at the end of the day for them, so... We'll see. Yeah. That's why I think they they should do with Hulu. Like, yeah, Hulu keep, should definitely be like a like an idea monkey, zone like, for for stuff like you know the animated Deadpool show that Donald Glover was gonna do, or it was gonna be right. like a gory animated cartoon that had the Marvel logo on it. Yeah, which was before Hit Monkey's time. So it, you know they could easily keep doing that stuff. That Ghost Rider show that they keep talking about, they could yeah. slide that back over to Hulu and rework it. Yeah, anything that anything that you want out of canon that you can do as something heavy. Like you want to do it as like, like you want to adapt. Um, oh, what's Marvel a really Zom- heavy story? I mean, Marvel Zombies. Marvel Zombies. They're already doing. I know. Um, Marvel Zombies isn't heavy though. Like yeah, it's blood and gore. But like I'm, if you want like heavy emotional adult themes, like an adult TV show. Yeah. 
like you know i was i was thinking ghost rider just because like that's yeah. like the most metal marvel book i mean yeah that would work i mean yeah. if you're not doing as long as it's not canon to the mcu yeah you know if you want it's to... like part of this the like if you want to use gabriel luna still like it's part of the right. shield non-canon stuff right where it's like you can like, do like that. I said, what they were doing but then they switched it over because they want to bring in Main, main mainline Ghost Rider, but if you want to still do that side project, especially because Gabriel Luna's getting bigger now, yeah, like you know, you unless can. you want to bring him back into the main fold, like you can do the adult one that you wanted to do originally back on Hulu because there's going to be an audience for it, especially if Hitmonkey yeah. season two does well. Exactly. Yeah, they might even continue with the Howard and Tiger and Dazzler show or whatever it was, like the other Offenders TV shows. They might they might not re like reinvest or reinstate. Modoc, but maybe if Hitmonkey does really well, they'll see that it is another avenue. They can go back to the drawing board, like with Ghost Rider or with you know something else. That's true. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. you know, or it's just you know they slid by off uh, ratings and reviews, and were allowed a season two, and this is the final bit, and then it's all dead. Yeah, exactly. You know, we'll it see. could be something like that because claymation takes a lot longer than the animation style that Hitmonkey was using, so. You know the budget for Modoc was probably bigger than Hitmonkeys. Yeah, very different. Yeah, very different. Yeah, that's how Netflix does all their analytics and how they choose to judge shows on renewals. So if Hulu did a very similar method, being a streaming service, then yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, speaking of streaming services canceling shows, Pennyworth, cool, the origin of Batman's Butler or whatever it was officially dubbed for the final season, uh, has been canceled with this final season airing. Um, currently on HBO. Yeah, it's funny enough. My uh, father-in-law watches Pennyworth. I hear it's like actually pretty cool because it's like a spy show. But yeah, a lot of people are is, like, "Why like, didn't you just make a spy show? Why does it have to be Batman's Butler? Like, what is this?" And also, enough for nothing. It's it's not Batman's Butler. It's not like half the story. Like Thomas Wayne doesn't work for MI6. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, like, like it's just like a little bit of a like a, like a twinge. Like yes, Pennyworth himself has had origin stories where he's military based where he's been yeah, formally he trained like you know he has his training like they did that with gotham and oh, so I, I misspoke i did misspeak it's not that he works for mi6 that thomas works for mi6 he works for the cia and he comes over to to england to help uh to help yeah that definitely yeah. Yeah, he's just a doctor he's just, just a rich doctor yeah that's all he he's, is. he's not a spy he's connected with the city elites because he's doing shady rich. stuff because it's gotham yeah yeah he's just rich yeah, he's a rich doctor who got in with the mob. Yikes. Yeah. Man, like, I mean, it's a cool little idea. Not good Elseworld, but yeah. we saw a decent, like, origin for Batman's butler with Gotham because he was also, like, teaching the young Bruce Wayne. So it's cool that we got to see that growth. Oh, absolutely. I think it's really cool to see that. Yeah. So, I mean, but like I said, the Pennyworth show, I like spy shows. And yeah. I def- I've watched a few episodes when it first aired on Stars, and I thought it was good, but I never got to finish it. And the comic book adaptation that they did, or the like 2.5 season or whatever, was good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like spy stuff in James Bond. Yeah, so. it's fine. And I, I just, I just, yeah. it's just a completely different character. I, that's why my whole joke. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's just like, it's good stories, what I'm saying. Like, it's worth your time, but it's like, well, why Alfred? Yeah, why Alfred? We could have done yeah, that. Why, why, why an Alfred origin story? Was Teen Titans go right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, yeah, so, so that's being canned. 
Yeah, so we'll jump into our final piece of news, which is a big, big piece of news. Not that big. big. A, lot every, a lot of it we can just big. run through. It's, I'm not sitting here talking about every single project where I speculate on because we'll be here. No, because we know a lot of the stories because that's he was explaining to us. But yeah. I do want to hit the story, the little beats that I put down here. So let's talk about the whole like. So okay, so James Gunn's D, James Gunn and Peter Safran, yep. their whole DC connected universe, the DCU, DC Cinematic Universe, or whatever. Um, it's the first chapter is called Gods and Monsters, very similar yep. to the storylines and the uh, animated show, just the title. But it does start with the current slate of DC movies that are already set to release, technically creating the Flashpoint paradox. Yep. So Shazam, Fear of the Gods is still coming out, still going to be Levi, still oh, going to be, no. every, you know, nothing's changing there, maybe an end credit scene. Yeah. Because The Rock said no. Yeah. Uh, Flash is then the same exact movie with whatever reshoots they did after Ezra was doing some stuff. Um, but then the universe will reset where some actors will stay the same, like Viola Davis coming back as Amanda Waller, but other actors won't like Henry Cavill, not reprising his role as Superman. So we could uh, still before... see Ben Affleck in some way, shape or form, but with no. what we have going on with the nope. brave and the bold, it's going to be a little bit. It is not. We are not getting any of them. So, we're getting Amanda Waller. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I'm talking about the the Affleck. They already said no. They, it's, it's, so if there's there's a caveat to this whole announcement. If there if you only watch the five minute James Gunn piece of it, um, you're missed like half the interview. Um, on DC's website, it was linked right to the um uh announcement. Is more of it, it explains more of each of the things, um. And one of the things they stated was Batman Brave and the Bold. When we get to it, oh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But they're like, no, it's not Pattinson. It's not It's not Affleck at Yeah, all. we're going to talk about Pattinson later. Yeah. But yeah, they already confirmed that's not either one of those. Yeah, guys. and then movies like Blue Beetle and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will be part of the universe yes. reset. But some things like Arthur Curry and Jason Momoa – after this Aquaman movie, he might stay as Aquaman, but he might also He's drop. Again, that goes back to the the announcement. That's the, all rumor. There is no mm – -hmm. that was nothing about that Lobo thing is true. That's all fan speculation and rumor and, like, talk. Yeah, that's why I put it with a question mark. Yeah. I, like, um, Momo was speculating about it. He he just kept teasing up Logo, Lobo stuff. It's entirely possible he might just be in an end credit scene for a, a show. I don't think he's going to be Lobo at all. I think that comes down to going back to the, the pre-stuff before all these announcements were made. Remember all the stuff that was teased, like the Miss Terrific thing, the Kingdom Come uh well, still – yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, I don't think second part of the first chapter. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Um, I don't think it's going to be a Lobo solo project. That would be amazing. But with the announcement of Superman Legacy, which we'll get to, I think it's a good just chuck him in there. Not even if it's not Momoa. If you want to whine about that, just the character because Lobo is always a good Superman like villain to have in the background because you can use him in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Use him in the authority. You did not use him at all. Like he's not. Yeah, or you could because he's he's a good character. He's not that good of a character. Uh, he's a great character. He's just a '90s like version of Wolverine. He's a, a overly a '90s version style of Wolverine. You know, I don't. The only reason why a lot of people are are talking about Momoa being Lobo, and even with the fan like fan, the problem with fan casting is that like fan artists that do like really good work. Mm -hmm. uh put it out stuff and be like oh i can see them as cast i'm like yeah because fan artists aren't going to show you shit work and show them not in a good like picture being that character mm -hmm. uh because someone put up uh oh what the hell's his name playing kang what's the hell's his name 
I can't. Jonathan Majors. Thank you. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. They're like, oh, he can be Valzad. I'm like, but Michael B. Jordan is Valzad. Like, well, maybe. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know now. They, yeah, fingers crossed. He's he still, he still want. They said they are making that movie still. Yes. Um, that's that's the J.J. Abrams Superman movie with um, yeah. Rodney Barnes and uh, and Michael Jordan. Yeah, so I'm like, right, uh, Tanisha Coates. I'm sorry. Yeah, so they're like, oh well, he could be. I'm like, that's because you drew a picture and you're really good at your art, so that's why it's not like that's what it is. Like, then that gets around. Be like, oh yeah, he looks really good. At it. Yeah, because an artist did a really good job drawing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I think a lot of the stuff they're doing um in this announcement, like like I said. If you go back to the announcement, uh, if you have a Twitter thing or any social media that's on it, there's a link to the DC article that goes into more about what is confirmed and what they kind of dispel some of the rumors, like the logo thing they don't even bring up um, because like it is just a rumor. Um, none of them were like talking about it or anything like that. Um, I also think a lot of the teaser stuff that Gunn had posted early on was just to get people hyped up. I don't think they're making a Mr. Terrific movie. You know what I mean? Just because he posted I mean, a picture of it. He, he put, uh, there's a couple projects in here that you wouldn't think would be part of the first chapter. So I wouldn't no. be surprised if like we get the next half of this chapter and it's like even wilder. I don't think not. That's not where like, that's not, no, 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 not the, um, actually, no, these projects all make sense. Uh, there's two that I, three that I don't think. Mm, well, one's animated. I won't count that. Right. There's three projects that I think are a little, weird to throw into a um uh the first chapter i mean i know they're technically building off of the flashpoint paradox idea yeah so technically it's still all part of the same nonsense but if they're rebooting in quotes with this new chapter i think there's a couple projects in here that are interesting and we'll get to those yeah so i don't i i think a lot of the the announcements they fit i think because it's gods and monsters is very much like let's throw everything it's very mm-hmm. new 52 yeah that's exactly what this is going to be yeah. it's, it's new 52 of the dc yeah movies because yeah. we did have the prime universe which got reset by flashpoint literally what happened exactly so, so it's like throw everything i wonder at- when we'll get our rebirth <laughs> you know exactly throw everything at the wall and see wally west of- comes back we gaslight everybody he's always been in the movies i know right it's, it's, just, it's this is the throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and what sells mm-hmm. you know moment so we'll jump into the tv shows that they're going to be doing uh yeah we'll start with the tv shows yeah. the one we have the most information about is the creature commandos actually we have information on a lot of these uh like i said they... well no this is the most well i wouldn't say most information but we have the most like progress done he oh. all the episodes are already written for no, so uh, creature commandos Gunn also said a lot of and dc actually confirmed something also is that a lot of these projects are some are for a lot further along than they that they let on. Well, yeah, the Green Lantern show has been like, like mm. even if they reset everything, yeah. they still if they like the cast members, they probably still kept them around. Yeah, like I don't and like like suits already tested, already fitting. They already have some pilot well, episodes that they just no, rework. I, what I think they're doing is well, no, because it has to be a different thing for contract purposes. Uh, but no, I, but I'm saying like Green Lantern as the storyline ideas. You can always yeah. if you're taking from you know. What I think they're doing is – well, no. Again, animation is very different than live action. We've talked about this a million times about things. Um, and especially with Creature Commander, like, oh, well, it's further along. Well, yeah, it's animation. You know, yeah. it, it's – you can – all you're doing is getting artists to draw up designs and, and you're scripting and they're doing the work. It's And you're casting. Um, and that's the heavy lifting. And then this is voicing. And the next part mm-hmm. in the live action stuff is harder because, like, it's scripting, finding actors, making sure their schedule is all set up. 
and it's all a lot of extra like BS behind the scenes work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series coming out, spinning out of Peacemaker um, and Suicide Squad. If you watch Suicide Squad, you'll know why. Um, because Rick Flag is in the series uh, and alive. Um, oh, he's probably brought back as a zombie. That's what I think so too. Um, yeah, Weasel is also back, and he's is, voiced by uh, Sean Gunn, which it's from Suicide Squad. Yeah, and um, Rick Flag will probably be voiced by Joel Kinnaman, and if they don't, that's yes. just wrong. <laughs> well, no, remember, James Gunn's biggest part of the announcement was that uh, this is not just like an interconnection of movies, TV, and uh, video games, but also among casting. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, I was going to say, like, if they are resetting and Creature Commandos has a different voice actor and they never bring back Joel Kinnaman, oh, that is yeah. part of the reset. But, yes, he did say that actors, if available will be in all forms of the media that they're doing. And they're actually doing three types of media. They're doing TV, movies, and video games. They said there will be canon video games. Video games. But he didn't get into fully what uh, was going on here. A couple people were talking about how um, where we get to the movie slate, there's Superman and then Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn has been kicking around a Superman video game. Oh, I know. I that, that bridges too. the gap between Superman and Supergirl. Yeah, I was about to say that. So like... that's like a cool... Yeah, idea yeah. like even if it's like you know just like a five to six hour like narrative focused game like yeah. just basically a playable movie it, they, like, they, they may part want of it. something more bigger they may not want something like it's it's again it's all money at the end of the day so then yeah. it's going to be like whatever they kind of want to do but like yeah, I, I mean think... james gunn could be being very ambitious and mostly just stating that while the games are connected it would be in the form of like a giant crossover like infinity war right where it's like you know you're using multiverse portals to bring in teen titans go and to bring in you know batman from arkham or like that kind of stuff like that kind arkham. of like video game connection honestly it could be also something things like it's a video game connection but it's like a bigger story that happened or as a prequel, like let's say it, we're talking about, uh, I won't go to another thing, but I'll talk. About, oh, Suicide Squad, for example, you're you're mm. playing as a Suicide Squad on a mission, you yeah. Know? Or maybe it's uh, like a Telltale video game where it's more just like yes, narrative for the sake of like continuing the pro- the plot lines, yes. But like not focused enough in gaming to dilute too much attention to exactly. Yeah, or the Guardians of the Galaxy game, not canon to the MCU, but saying like you can do a team based action oriented story right. in the telltale style exactly or like it's a prequel to like a batman movie you know yeah because I mean? this the one that they got is jumping really far ahead that's so what i'm saying i want to see what they got so Beth, i also you... want to know because not you know you know how like um john wick um the s- franchise is labeled as chapters yeah where a chapter five for example could be a prequel yeah you could have chapter two of gods and monsters whatever it's going to be called like rebirth or whatever whatever chapter two is called you can have a batman story but it's actually a prequel movie they've yeah. done certain things like yeah. that like with um captain marvel yeah came out in 2018 30th project in the mcu but it takes place like bef- like is the first movie in the timeline before captain america's sliding uh scales yeah so like you can do a movie like that where it's like actually it takes place way earlier in the timeline, but we wanted to tell this story of the current Batman so we can use like current Rogues Gallery, current Robin yes, stories yeah. to do other movies, but then go back and tell the origin story of Batman and um Dick Grayson or whatever. Exactly. So yeah. we'll stay on Kitchen Commandos, we'll finish that up real quick. So this the cast rounds out the cast, not the cast. The uh the characters round out with uh Frankenstein, Frankenstein's bride, um Oh my god, I don't have the picture. Do you have the picture in front of you? 
I do not, but I can get it. I'll do it real quick because I'm on. Uh, I I can grab it real quick. I mean, Weasel's in there. Yeah, I, I know. Well, I know Weasel. Um, oh my God, I would say Iron Weasel. It's not Iron Weasel. Um, it's a fish person and Atomic Skull. Uh, no, that's not Atomic Skull. That's Doctor uh, Monsters. Doctor Monsters, and who's the robot guy? Monsters. Uh, who's the robot guy? The robot guy in it? Uh, yeah, there's a robot guy. He looks like Sergeant, um, Sergeant Rock or whatever, but a robot. It's not GI. I'm about to say GI robot. It's not GI robot. Oh my god! But Rick Flag is there, and he's looking like a chiseled old man. Well, yes. Well, yes. Rick Flag, duh. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the beard is a little much. Is it though? Um, who is this last freaking member? I'm looking it up right now. I'm still checking. I'm on DC's. Uh, I'm on yeah, DC's Rick page. Oh no, it's Rick Flag Senior. Yeah, but how much does that really mean? It's his dad, uh, Doctor Phosphorus, yep. Weasel. Um, oh, robot! It's GI robot. GI robot. Yeah. Okay, and then there's Nina Mastruski, the... Project M scientist from the comics. Is yeah, she the fish. No, no, no. She's a uh, character from the comics. She's from the comic books. Also, it spins out of this spins out of Peacemaker. Also. Um, yeah. so it's Viola Davis will be voicing herself as Amanda Waller in this. Yeah, she'll pop up in this. Talking yeah. about forming a black ops, black ops team with these guys. Yeah, the Creature Commandos. Commandos. All right, let's move on from Creature Commandos into Waller. Can we keep talking about bringing Viola Davis up? Yeah, so Viola this Davis is going to be back. the sequel to Peacemaker as of now. Yes. Uh, following up from Suicide Squad into Peacemaker with some of Team Peacemaker returning. Yep. It's uh, um, they, probably his wife Holland and maybe Steve Agee, but well, no, it's, it looks like it's gonna be more like Holland because she was in Black Adam. Yeah, uh, but also I think uh, it, they Gunn talks about it in the interview as um, season one point five. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the bridge. Yeah, so I hope Vigilante shows up. <laughs> I don't think so. It's meant to be. It's. I don't think it's gonna be that much. I don't think it's gonna be like. I don't think it's gonna be a funny show. I don't think this is meant to be a funny show. You I... think this one is the 1.5 is the emotional like breath of, you know, you brought your daughter into this to become like a, a killer. Well, no, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be like that much of like Team Peacemaker. I really think Team Peacemaker in this it's one. It's just going to be Jennifer Holland, his I wife. Yeah, I think it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to be. When he said that, I think that was a way to. to I mean, there like... might be like an episode cameo. No, of one of them. I, but yeah, why. if it's gonna focus on any of them, it'll be her for sure. Remember, if you remember how Peacemaker ends, like the season one ends, they all tell her go pretty much go fuck off. Yeah, but it's Amanda Waller. Well, then you see, uh, in Black Adam, Holland is fine. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it's gonna be her and Holland. You know, mm -hmm. and, and probably it's probably gonna be Creature Mando's. This will lead. Both those will lead into Peacemaker season two. Yeah, which is why potentially is not on potentially this list. Booster, which would be interesting. no, God no. It's it has well, it's part, it's HBO. That's what it's yeah, an HBO it Max series. HBO. It has, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, well, if it's all interconnected, it could be fun. Where like uh, Peacemaker not, shows up, he's oh my God, it's not going to be that. So okay, interconnectivity does not mean it's going to be as much as Marvel because the one the one big thing that Gunn wants wants and he does say in the interview is that it's going to be so, solid stories by themselves with visionary directors telling their stories but there's they're all from the same universe so you don't have to feel the like movies are a lot different than the tv, no, shows. Even TV, the TV shows. shows have a lot of different directors that'll probably cycle through yeah but i mean it's going to be more of like they're not doing the marvel method where you have to watch everything and you can and it's a cool interconnectivity thing but you don't you're not forced to do it where marvel... i mean we'll see how long that lasts because the original like first two waves besides the avengers movies of um marvel like you you don't have to watch 
Iron Man one, two, or three to watch Captain America one and two. Oh yeah, no, I, I know that, and you know yeah, that. But, but like nowadays, like... like you have to watch Iron Man one, two, three, Avengers, Avengers two, Civil War, and then Spider Man to watch Spider Man Homecoming. Like yeah. you have to have all that context. I mean, you can watch it, and it is cool if you're just thinking about it as a comic book thing. Where oh, yeah. Iron Man's in the city, that makes sense. But you real, they mentioned so many things from the other no, movies. No, that's why like you have to watch. That's what also that why, why things would differentiate them from. And that's also why they they said like things are be PG thirteen and rated R because mm-hmm. they can do that without worrying. Yeah, like if Swamp Thing is gonna show up in a crossover, like you don't have to show you don't have to do so much context. Swamp Thing's just a big green guy. Yeah. You can be like he's the guardian of the green, right? Like okay, I, cool. Yeah, like I don't think like Booster Gold ties into anything. I think Booster Gold is just a fun yeah, story. Doctor Strange shows up in uh, Thor, or when he shows up in Avengers: The Infinity War. It's like, you know, if you didn't watch Doctor Strange, his intro into the universe is still like, oh, there's this wizard that can help, that helps Thor. Oh, there's this wizard that, you know, Tony knows or the whole crashes into. That's really cool. Like, you don't have to watch Doctor Strange. Yeah. One of the only ones. Yeah, actually. I don't like I said, I think this is the anonymity of his character. Yeah, that's why I think there's gonna be a very loose idea of like interconnectivity. Like, yeah, we're in the same yeah. universe, but like stuff matters. Like something if yeah. something pops off, that's crazy. If they were to set up like um, uh, Time Masters, for example, or set mm-hmm. up like, oh, I'm sorry, set up Zero Hour, I mean, you know, in Booster Gold, that's going to have ramifications in other programs. Like Amanda Waller might bring up, like, oh, yeah, I know, you know, you have to add him, I show up all of a sudden because he's a big player in Zero Hour in, in that. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's. Then you can show like, up at the end of the Authority or something. Well, no, what I mean is, like, if you like, oh, for example, using boost, I'm just using zero hour because it's a time travel story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're setting it up, and you want to do pieces scattered out through your universe without having to watch everything. Having Captain Adam show up in Suicide Squad makes sense because he's working mm-hmm. for the government because he's a you know a government ca- you know he's Captain Adam, you mm-hmm. know, and having like Extant show up in in boost of gold as like a, a villain going oh or monarch showing up as a villain in boost of gold and you're like oh mm-hmm. that's in the back at adam see i can see that mm-hmm. you know that type of thing um and then it all peels together um that's what that's why i think they're going to do a little bit more of um but that's all speculation yeah. we'll it's going to be cool to uh potentially see pete davidson come back that's what as Blackguard. Blackguard is originally oh, yeah. a Booster no, no, Gold no, yeah, villain yeah, yeah. and first said, appears I in Booster Gold number one. I forget. That could be a cool little time travel thing. Because well, we don't know when Booster Gold's going to time travel well, around. It doesn't matter. It's a reset. It's a universe reset. Oh, there is. A, and they just want to bring Pete Davidson back and Boomerang. A lot of people are saying that uh, if Boomerang doesn't come back, they'll riot. And I'm like, that'd That's be awesome because the universe resets. Boomerangs always come back. Yeah. Make it happen, James Gunn. It's the... That would be phenomenal. It's a perfect end. It's a perfect excuse. Are people already starting to become toxic James Gunn fans? <laughs> I'll be a toxic James Gunn Captain Boomerang like push. It's... I'll be that guy. I'll be like, bring him back, James. Bring him back. But we're not going to watch your movie ever again. I, I won't watch any of your stuff except for Green Lantern and Booster Gold. Yeah. <laughs> like, and everything else you tell me to watch. You know. <laughs> so next up, we have. I'm oh, sorry. I'll let you finish. You killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so next up we have Green Lantern. Oh my we're god, good. We're, it's, we're good. It's we're called good. Lanterns, uh, which is a true detective cosmic horror style show, um, focusing on Hal Jordan and John Stewart only patrolling sector uh, Earth. They call it Earth Sector, but it's Sector Two Eight One Four. They just call it Two Eight One Four in the show. 
Please just call it that. Don't call it Yeah, Earth the Sector. concept art that they used was the Earth One uh, book. So if Green Lantern is based off the Earth One, that's going to be jarring for people who like the classics reimagined. But okay. using Earth One as a prime for this is a really good idea. So I was talking to someone. Um, I was talking Somebody. to John. I was talking to John O'Malley. And um, what happened was he's like, "Oh, why are they going to make John Stewart a Yellow Lantern?" I'm like, "They're not." He goes, "But the promo image." I'm like. All those promo images besides Creature Commandos come from a, me, come from comic books. They're all panels yeah. and pictures from comic and books. They're not official art. John Stewart has the how, the Yellow Lantern ring for like maybe an issue. Yeah, like it's so, just like a cool piece to put on there. Yeah, it was just like it was just like, a. They wanted thing. to show both of them in the same art style from the inspiration they were taking, and it's like, well, he had a lantern ring on the cover, so whatever. yeah, like that's all it is. Like, if you can, mm. yeah, that's all that is. Like, don't read it. Don't read to any of the promo images like as fact. The only one. Oh yeah, can... no, they used it as like a basis of like the like when he was saying it's going to be a cosmic horror cop show, which is... like, and they used the Gabriel Hardman, um, like artwork for that like that's a good idea like right. shows tone yeah exactly so don't look at it and like go, with oh. superman legacy where they showed uh, all-star superman like yeah. legacy and all-star is like one of the like older superman stories so yeah. it kind of like works in tandem with the naming convention right and, and even with that it's like it's an evergreen story that you can you can modernize and also that mm-hmm. has that book has nothing to do with the plot they gave us you know it's just oh yeah it's just a cool <laughs> art, piece of art um yeah. so next up is booster gold um, Booster Gold is just a time travel story. He's the Pete Rose, uh, Pete Ross of um of superheroes. He is, as they put it in the 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 um interview or the announcement speech, is that he suffers from like imposter syndrome on a grand scale because he's pretending to be a superhero when he's really not. He yeah, he's from like the Legion timeline. He's from the thirty first century. He was a janitor. Yeah. He was a janitor. Failed football star. <laughs> Before, uh, after that, I'm talking about after that. Um, yeah. He's a failed football star. He's the only reason why he's a failed football star because he was betting on his own games, and, and then he got got. Bust, yeah, he got busted, got knocked out of his like football thing. Then went became a janitor for the Legion, stole a Legion flight ring, a time bubble, and went back to the 21st century or the 20th century at that point to become the greatest hero you've never heard of, Booster Gold. Along with Skeets, his a robotic assistant, he is able yeah. to fight like, crime. Booster Gold's become like more of like a self-aware, like, oh man, I was shitty back then. Like, I need to actually have hero moments. I can't just pretend like I care. He's had a few stories like that that really show character growth. But, you know, he still is a fucking doofus. Yeah, he is. 100%. Yeah, Glenn Powell has expressed interest. He was doing a promo for some of his uh, one of his new movies. And so early. they asked him, like, hey, who'd you want to be in the DCU? And he's like, didn't they just announce Booster Gold? I'll do that one. He's he's awesome. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, he's on board. <laughs> they, like, it's so early for that. Like, I, that's I know it's wild. so early. But, like, when people say they express interest in it, it's really cool to be like, oh, yeah, he'd be, he'd be good. But I want him as Cyclops. So, yeah, like, well, we'll see what happens with the X-Men. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll be getting announcements hopefully soon. Marvel needs to say something after this fucking mic drop that James Gunn did this month. No, there's nothing. They they're not they they're really not in competition like that. Like like really like that right now. It's because again, this announcement it's a uh this is a five to eight year announcement plan. Oh yeah, James Gunn said that like we might not see Batman until 2026. Yeah, I'm like so take everything. He's like, don't expect these to come out. He's like, Creature Commandos is the farthest along, and like. 
It's creature commandos. Yeah, and also, like, again, take everything with a grain of salt. Things change. You know? Oh, yeah, things happen. Like, you know, fan... if they cast someone as Superman, then he gets injured. Like, they have to hold it a yeah. longer. You know, or, like, they they think of a better idea, and they change it, and they merge ideas. Yeah, you know? I mean, the smart idea right now would be to film as much as you can well, they have to cast. in separate projects. Well, yeah, yeah, once casting is done, of course. Or they could have casted a bunch already and just haven't no, announced it. They can't. They they would they would have announced it. They would have absolutely that would they would have announced. Um, we would have seen that at um. They would they would have told us during. I the think we'll see it at uh, Comic Con. I don't think we're gonna see any. I think the only one we'll see for next year's for this year's Comic Con would be Superman. It'll be the rest of Commandos, Waller, because those are basically already in production, and then it'll be Superman. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, yeah, or and... maybe they'll show casting for like one of the other HBO shows. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. They'll have a little like a Superman panel or Super, something. Yeah, Superman's the only one I think they'll they'll show the casting for because it's supposed to come out next year. Mm. That's the only reason why I like I think that's the only one that I go okay. They're going to definitely do casting for that one, and we're going mm. to see that if they do to make an announcement, it's going to be that. Yeah. Well, speaking of announcements, that I don't know. Paradise Lost. Yes. Is I know it's an Amazon story, so yes. this is like the Wonder Woman project they're working on. It yes, kind it of is. is in tandem with the early rumors that. Of a now scrapped project could be reworked. They were doing an Amazon show. Yeah, so it's exactly they that. Re- they could have reworked this into Paradise Lost. Yeah. What is the Paradise Lost storyline? Paradise, this, there is no story based off. It's not based off of anything. Um, the closest thing you want to base it off of is, uh, if you want to think of a comic book connection, is Wonder Woman Historia, um, that came out recently. It's just the early days in the found in the founding of Themyscira. It's also an uh, her a two episode arc in the DC uh, TV shows. Well, yeah, I mean it's just a cool name. Yeah, well, uh, it's an adaptation of the Wonder Woman origin. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The show is the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the episode from um, this league is, but not yeah. the uh, not this. This is a um, this is a um, what you call it? Um, just a origin of, of Themyscira. Um, yeah. Like I said, they like compared to like they like compared to Game of Thrones. I'm like or Wonder Woman Historia. Also, what's cool is that they told us kind of as retailers like these are the books that inspired the new DCEU. Going oh forward. yeah, also yeah by using some of the uh, promo art too. They yeah. were like this is the st- Amazon is sold out of All Star Superman, the Morrison Brave and the Bold, yep. uh, and Booster Gold, um, something of tomorrow. Yep, here tomorrow. Yeah, Hero of Tomorrow. That's the uh, big one that's on sale, uh, sold out. Yep. Big Fall just sold out the other day as well for Booster Gold. So, the, like, they're showing, like, yeah, like, retailers. Like, with what Hitmonkey did. Like, yeah, yep. this is the book that is inspired by. Order it so people can go buy it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's all it is. It's cool. If you like Game of Thrones, you'll like this a lot. Mm-hmm. Movies. And we've said each title at least once. Yes. <laughs> The one that's close, furthest along development, written by James Gunn. It's going to talk about Superman <laughs> dealing with his human and Kryptonian heritage. He's early been... years of Superman. It's no, like... uh, we we don't know how early. We know it might even. Oh, be well, like... it's a younger Superman. Yeah, it's they young... said. Yeah, they yeah. said younger Superman dealing with his human and Kryptonian heritage type of story. Um, mm-hmm. their the artwork you show is based off of All Star Superman. Yeah, probably um, that's the tone they're going for. They want lighter, funner. If you if you've been looking at DC lately, they want lighter, funner stories. I mean, yeah, you got Booster Gold, Creature Commandos, and then the last three movies they released have, like, a more jovial tone to it, like a lighter tone to juxtapose to Snyder's tone. Well, yeah. I mean, Aquaman became a stupid fest. Well, Uh, that's because Momoa's energy is unmatched. (laughs) Yeah. 
that's why they had to change Namor for fucking DC for Marvel. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just plays Namor in the, in the DC universe mm-hmm. uh, with a dude bro attitude. Um, yeah. Next up, we have Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow, which is inspired by the Tom King miniseries. Um, yeah, they said that that's a great story that they wanted to use, where it's more of an adult Kara, yeah, navigating the universe because. You know, if they change up some of the tonage in this, you know, Kara was 15 plus when, depending on whatever era you're reading, when Clark was sent down, but she got lost and Clark was able to land and now grow older. So her baby cousin, her literally baby cousin is showing her the rope. So they want to kind of show a story where that is still a thing, but Supergirl's a little older. Yeah. And also, they want it to be her own story as opposed to a Superman vehicle. Yeah, and you'll get a different take on it because she's mm-hmm. grew up on Krypton, so you have a different yeah. take on stuff. So it's really cool. Um, read that book also. It's a really great book. Oh, yeah. Um, Only eight issues, too. It's a nice, clean, yeah. like, solid read. Next up is, Bat- uh, is Brave and the Bold. I can say Batman Brave and Bold. It's not yeah. Batman Brave and the Bold. It's uh, Brave and the Bold. It's based on the Batman and Robin Morrison uh, run. Yeah, Damian Wayne is going to be in it, and Batman is going to be... Batman, like, oh, but also, yeah. if you yeah. uh, look at the DC interview, Safton does say it's not just Damien. Damien will not just be. Oh, yeah. They person. said that there will be um, the other Robins will be in it. Like, they'll yeah. mention at least like, oh, Dick Grayson. Oh, Jason Todd. Yeah. Oh, Tim Drake. Well, we like, don't know. That there's legacy to it. Yeah. They, they said the Batman family will be in this movie. So they said yeah, yeah, yeah. it will be in this movie. So it's not. Yeah. Just so that means Ace the Bat Hound and Bat Cow. Woo. You know, so I don't know if they're going to like. As far they better as get own, back out at the end of this. <laughs> I really think that the whole thing is with like with with Nightwing in particular. I think they'll they'll have him in it, um, mm-hmm. just to show like, oh, there were Robins before Damien. Yeah, you know I mean? that's it. That's if, yeah. if that's, as far as you go, that's enough to be like. Yeah, that. the movie could open with like a Robin mission, and then it ends with Robin becoming Nightwing, and then it jumps present day and no, Damien doing... shows up or some shit. Well, no, no, because that's the whole thing. The movie is about Batman and uh, uh, Bruce and Damien's relationship. Yeah, but you can tease up with, like, flashbacks. Like, oh, here are the other Robins oh, that shows to... Batman's dynamic is better with Dick than it is with well, I think Damien. They, well, the the story they're basing it on, uh, Batman and Son, um, it's okay, it's cool, it's more about Damien trying to kill Tim, but... Um, yeah, but then Damien, uh, not Damien, then Batman R.I.P. happens, and then, it's Dick and then Dick takes over. And I really would love the movie if it's Dick as Batman. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. They can't. That would be insane. But again, that's the, I, at the end of the day, these moves aren't for me. You can imagine movie. the opening of the movie, Batman fucking dies, and yeah. then like Damien, uh, Dick shows up to comf- like comfort Damien at the funeral, and then he becomes Batman. That would be such a freaking heel twist. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do Batman R.I.P. P as of yet, but I can be That'd wrong. Be wild. Um, I mean, you never know what the end credits will tease yeah. <laughs> with some of these movies where they need to project other movies. All right, well, let's move along because uh, we yeah all... the f- yeah one of the first weird ones that I thought would be weird for a first chapter, uh-uh. regardless of reboot, is the Authority. Not weird at all. I leave Midnighter, talking... Apollo, potentially Hawkman. Like no, no, no that's Stormwatch. That's what you're thinking. Oh, Stormwatch. No, you're right. But Midnighter, Apollo are Authority. Authority. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkman uh, is Stormwatch. Hawkman <laughs> Stormwatch from New 52. Um, yeah. So why it's not weird? Look at the other shows. Well, the look way at, that um, at, James Gunn was talking about it, he said it's not only going to be like heroes. There will be like villains and stuff in the story. So it's kind of like the Thunderbolts. No, 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 no. What he means is I, it's not that it's not a Thunderbolts thing. What he means is there's going to be villains in it is that because the problem is – so. 
if you don't know the authority, the authority seems like a weird choice. If you know the authority, you think the authority is a, a great choice. So the authority is like the Justice League, but cranked up to twelve. They are. Oh well, yeah, because they're part of the Wildstorm stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 But like, even beyond that, they're what makes makes the authority the authority, and not just a Justice League Pache is that they are a might makes right team. They will do and do whatever it takes to win. They are. If it means killing a foreign dictator for peace to be sustained in their universe, they will do it. It's like the Suicide Squad, but not for Amanda Waller. <laughs> no, 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 no. The difference between no, no, because the difference between Amanda Waller, Suicide Squad, and the Authority is that the Authority work on their own thing, but also they have a grander scope. They work, they they operate in the bleed, and and there's a whole bunch of other things like multiversal stuff. Um, but also the they. The difference between Suicide Squad is that the Suicide Squad, they take known villains to go do stuff that Amanda Waller and the United States government thinks is good. The authority mm. is we do what we think is good for the people, um, and we operate on our own. They're all oh, they're more like um, like the the idea of the Justice League. Yes. But, As opposed to the reality of the Justice League, which right. is what we get in the comics. The right. idea of the Justice League is – Super powerful people fighting for truth, justice, and whatever is right. Right. But they as opposed to the morality of Superman going, well, I can't just go kill people. Right. They don't <laughs> care. Like, if they're yeah. like, oh, well, we have to stop. They're like, if Mussolini's got to die, Mussolini's got to die. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the difference between, like, and why it works. If you look at the first projects, things like Chris mm. Commandos, Waller, Authority. They well, all... those are probably the first set of projects because – they were already working on at least the Waller spinoff. Well, yeah, but and then James Gunn was like, well, it's my project, so we'll get those done. That might be more of like a nepotism thing. But no, I know what you're saying. Like the start of it is Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, Creature Commandos, Waller, like a darker these, yeah. and like tone. Yeah, of, so uh, these – In a way. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think that's also – it's high. Or a grittier tone, I should yeah. say, not a darker tone. More like a – Street level tone. Right. And I think why it works, and I was explaining this to John O'Malley, is that having the authority, and because the authority aren't a public team. They aren't like, we fly down and we save people as known as the authority. They do do that, or, like, as no, the run goes they're, on. They're the guys that sent a tweet, uh, sent a text to The Rock saying that they got him. Like, that's yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. They're like, exactly. They show up and they go, this is it. And we do the business and we leave. We're not here for allocates or anything like that. Um, so having them as almost a cool one of the first teams of the universe that you're introduced to as a holy shit this team operates how the fuck does this operate and then showing it as superman going i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be this apollo is me if i didn't if i don't step up and do something right yeah apollo's unhinged Right, he's not unhinged, but I mean, in the no. But in comparison do, to Superman, like he'll do what it takes. Superman right. will if they if if they try do that, to save everybody. If they stick closely to the authority, uh, yeah, at least the original run. Right. I also do think what they'll do is mix characters into it. That oh are, yeah, we might see like John Stewart show up or no, no. Well, I think like no, a I Superman character. I don't think they're like yeah. I think uh, not John Stewart. Um, Watchman Hunter. You know, mixing yeah. like that Stormwatch, that Stormwatch team from the mm. two and the Authority together, I think they'll do yeah. that. Like, I think they'll. Well, if they want to keep Hawkman, that would be a good spot to put him in. Exactly. I if think, they want to keep Aldous Hodge, uh, I think they'll just stay on JSA. Any of those JSA guys, if they bring them over, I think they'll just keep them on JSA. Well, no. Back. If you're if you're saying the idea of the Stormwatch team incorporating other people, yeah. if you do want to keep him on without having another JSA project, then yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do think, like I said, I do think the authority will be more of like what the JSA were in 
the Black Adam movie, mm-hmm. um, but not as tethered to the government or a government. Um, also, like I said, I think they'll mix characters. I do think absolutely they'll keep Midnight and Apollo in there. Um, well, because they're they're the flagship. Plus, they're a gay couple. I was about to say that. Cause the joke. They're was, gay Batman and gay Superman. You got to keep them in the. Me and Aunt were joking about it because it's like I don't think like so when he like nobody's like, ready to see Superman butt fuck Batman. No, no I think <laughs> I, what we're joking about is that it's not. They were like, well, we want a diverse cast, and James Gunn's like, I got the team for you, and they don't realize <laughs> it's the authority. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I got the representation for you. It's not the Suicide Squad; it's the Authority, and the like, Gay oh. Justice League. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you watch Midnight and murder like 150 people in a room, covered and then go blood, kiss Superman, and then go fuck <laughs> Apollo like right afterwards. Like, no yeah, one's man. ready for this. Like, I'm so in his hyped. leather daddy suit. Yeah, dude, I'm so hyped. Like. The moment they're like authority, I was like, "This is the best fucking day ever." Yeah, well, yeah. When he announced it, I was like, "This is actually like as much as I'm like, oh man, this team like not a lot of people know." I'm excited for Midnighter because yeah, that is like is. that's like insane level of like we're putting him in the first chapter of the of basically the MCU's ver- you know DC's version. Like they're just like going hard, gay Batman, <laughs> gay. Gay murder Batman, the Punisher, Batman. gay Punisher. Yeah, he, Midnighter is if Batman and Wolverine were one person and they were also gay. <laughs> Midnighter is so husband. cool. That's exactly Midnighter. It's I like, hope they take his personality from the uh, Steve Orlando book. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Where he's kind of like a dickhead. Yeah, oh yeah, because that's what he is. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and finally, wrapping up our movies is Swamp Thing. Yeah, rated R. Yeah, confirmed that. rated R. I think it's the only one that he confirmed. I but think Authority's gonna be rated R. Yeah, that was the Authority and potentially Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of the any of the ones where heads could potentially blow up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but Swamp Thing. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has had just had a meeting with DC, and he keeps he tweeted out a picture of Swamp Thing. So a lot of people are like, he's doing Swamp Thing, and if so. Oh my god, that's gonna be the best movie ever. But if not, Swamp Thing is still awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I just think Del Toro will just like rip it apart and make it amazing. Well, he's gonna make you feel haunted and sad inside, and then horny a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> Alec Holland is gonna fuck. <laughs> oh god, he's like, I want to take over John Constantine's body to fuck my wife. Okay. <laughs> oh, imagine that's how you introduce Constantine. <laughs> That's how he was introduced in the comics, so... Oh, man. And, dude, Matt Ryan comes back. <laughs> All day. Like, that's that's one of the only casting ones where it's like, yeah, he's from the CW universe, but fuck it. He's yeah. the best. Yeah, exactly. He's I mean, I'll, I'll even take the one from the Netflix Sandman. True. Like, that one would be tight. Or Joanna. Yeah. Cool, because then you have more representation when Swamp Thing uses her to fuck his wife. <laughs> yeah, they can't use a child that way. Like, it still th- doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Well, no, I'm talking about, like, you know, a proper adult version of that. Like, if you want to keep, like, the the female Constantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't yeah. have her show up to fuck his wife to make a baby. That's not how babies worry. <laughs> oh, no, but you can still have that storyline where he wants human connection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is it for that part. Uh, we'll jump to Yeah, final part. little bit that he did talk about. I added a couple things for us to talk about. But, we don't um, have to talk about it. We all know it's Well, there. no, I want to <laughs> – shut the fuck up. So well, – yeah, We all know what it is. <laughs> anything, that's so, produced, anything that's not produced on the DC label will have a spe- specific label labeling Elseworld. This includes things that are on network TV like Teen Titans Go and Superman Lois, uh, Superman Lois on CW and other properties like the Harley Quinn animated TV show on HBO Max. 
the Joker movie coming out, Lego Batman, etc. Anything that's not in their canon will have a DC Elseworld label. We don't know exactly when that kicks in, but we might start seeing it probably with the new season of uh, Superman Lois coming back. Yeah, new season of Superman and Lois, Gotham Knights, the yep. new Harley Quinn stuff, obviously the new Joker movie, yep. and then maybe some of the new Tomorrowverse films. No, because they they're won't. still animated. They don't have because the new ones just dropped. Well, no, but they're still doing animated stuff, like indicating like Creature Commandos. Like you don't want people to get confused yeah. now. Oh yeah, that they're in, like don't... it's an interconnected universe with animated projects. And then people see. Superman, Man of Tomorrow, and they go, oh, that's part of the universe, yeah. right? So, like I mean, they want to label that. Yeah, that that that's what label will probably come in later on with that stuff. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably after the next, uh, what's the next one? Supergirl. After that one that comes out. To, we're recording the day it dropped. So yeah, it dropped the digital version dropped today. Yeah. So like obviously I watched it. it's not in that one, but we'll see uh, some of it in whatever the next one's going to be. I think it's a J. Uh, I think it's a Justice no, League movie. The next one is. No, the next anime movie is the Doom that came to Gotham. No, no, the Tomorrowverse movie. Uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, Apocalypse. Oh, or... War World, War World, War World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The War Justice World. League movie. Yeah, just, uh, Superman. Uh, yeah, uh, Justice League War World. Yeah. Yeah, and that'll be really cool to see. And so that one might, since it's um, like not fully finished yet. Like basically, <laughs> Doom came to Gotham is basically done. Yeah. yeah. That comes out in like three months. Yeah, they're not so they're, they might have the logo on there, but they might not. But they definitely have. Hopefully, if they're doing it across all the boards, have the Elseworlds styling or like indication because they're going to have it for Batman Part Two, like you said, Joker, Folly, Do, uh, yep. the, maybe the Harley Quinn stuff, and any other animated film projects referencing um, a, a, a Super Sun sequel, Doom became the Gotham, um, Soul of the Dragon Two, or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, man. Elseworlds is gonna be interesting. I'm glad they're keeping everything separate. It'd be it'd be interesting if he went. Yeah, Battinson's canon. No, but you no. know, it's cool that they're keeping everything separate. Like, why would that be cool? That's awful. Like... Well, because it's the same idea. Well, that's because you don't like Battinson. No, no, it's it's not that. I it's not. No, 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 no. That's not at all why I would say that. I think the. The main reason why not doing that, and I think what I like so much about this, like almost full clean slate of your major stars, your major leads, is that you need a place to start fresh without having a prior opinion of their work in your mind. Especially things like Superman. If you didn't like Man of Steel, you wouldn't go. You I mean, but they're like, literally doing that with the Blue Beetle and Aquaman Lost Kingdom drop. Yeah. They they say that they take place after the universe reboot. Yeah. So it's just like they're kind of already doing that. Like we're we're keeping some things. Well, so like I said, it would be you know, interesting if they you know, dropped Fleck and then picked up Battinson. No, that would just hell. be like a no. I you know. fucking that's no. God, it's just an poster. easy. It's just an easy out. No, I, well, no, don't count Blue Beetle because we've never seen Blue Beetle anything yet. Well, no, I wasn't necessarily counting Blue Beetle. Um, but I was also, mostly counting Aquaman too. <laughs> it's really only Aquaman too, and I think that's only because they are so they were. I mean, Blue Beetle might reference something. I mean, but it's, yeah, it's different. But uh, I also think um, they're not good. The, the thing with Aquaman too is because they were so far along in the production, we would have mm. gotten it out earlier if the Amber Heard fucking trial didn't happen. Oh yeah, all these movies were supposed to come out before the Flash. Yeah. So except for Blue Beetle, right? I, that's that's the only reason why I don't, <clears> I don't think like the. the the reason why the only reason why they're like, oh, what Aquaman steals canon is because he didn't do anything wrong. He's the only one that's not problematic in the last two movies coming out. 
Oh, the actor. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only reason why I was like, oh, we're not going to can't we're not changing Aquaman, but because he has oh, the way that James Gunn yet. phrased. Um, I know James Gunn talked about Ezra Miller continuing on as the Flash, and he did mention that that's probably happening. <sighs> so ooh, I hope that they hold them accountable and get them out. But at the same time, if they're working to get themselves better, you got to give them a chance. So how about you go to jail for a little bit and you learn your lesson? <laughs> like Wesley Snipes. He learned his lesson. Now he's back. <laughs> why am I not Blade? Because you're fucking Wesley Snipes. That's why you're not Blade. <laughs> we can't associate you with this anymore. Maybe in uh, Secret Wars. Yeah. Um, that's why they, that's why I like, that's why when they're like, no, Affleck, no, no, uh, patents, I'm like, good. You need a clean slate with these characters because the problem ends up being like, yeah, no cavil. Well, that he was never hired. That came out after this interview. Like, oh, he, no, but you were referencing no Affleck oh, yeah, as well. Same yeah. thing, no cavil. Well, that's the whole thing. Uh, the reason why is, and like, as far as we know right now, no Gal Gadot, which all makes sense. You don't need the problem is like, if you don't like the if you don't like Wonder Woman 1984, you're not going to see another Wonder Woman movie. There's, well, that means that we can also get Pedro Pascal as another villain. God. Or potentially a good guy. He's busy, <laughs> busy doing 8 million things at once. I know. He's got like 40 million projects right, right. now. He's so, still doing Mando. He's got The Last of Us. <laughs> they are looking for a clean slate with actors that they can use for long periods of time. Very much the Marvel method. That are If you look at the actors that we know are confirmed are, the, are 90% of the Suicide Squad people. Uh, and I'm that. Like, look, it's, it's John Cena and Viola Davis. Viola Davis, as long as it's a TV show, she'll work for it. Or a movie yeah. cameo, she'll do it because she's an act, like an actress, but she's not doing like major headlining stuff. Yeah, and all, yeah, but also Amanda Waller is also not like a huge character. Like this Waller TV show will be her biggest deal because it's right, about her. Exactly. But that'll be her probably last big project. It'll probably just be cameos. Right. John Cena as Peacemaker. He's not doing anything else. Yeah, he's like way in love with Peacemaker. Right. It's not even like, like he used to, he stole the costume and wore it to interviews and stuff and mm-hmm. wore it for like days on end. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere unless like they literally put a gun to him and go, no. You cannot come back or we will kill you. Even without <laughs> all that not even without even excluding him as a like his personal feelings on the character, mm-hmm. it's that he is not doing anything else besides He's not in like. An he pops up actor. in movies, but he's not in anything that's also he's not, contracted he's also out. Not an A-list actor. Oh, he's getting there. He's not. He's. Oh, oh he is. He's no, getting there. He's, he's he's fantastic. Just because he's funny, he's not. He's not an A-list actor. He's not a. He's done um, dramatic roles before. And they're pretty good. He did the Independent last year, and I thought that was really good for him. No, it wasn't that big of a hit. No, that's, but it still like shows his ball, range. Just because he shows his range, like just because the problem is it wasn't a hit. So that's why he, he like he's a big funny doofy guy, and he plays into it well. He knows his role. Yeah, he know? knows. So he doesn't mind doing it. So that's why like he's not doing any only time he, anything else he's acting in are mo- mostly other movies here and there. But like most he does comedies. It, it yeah. It, what, what I mean is he's doing like bit roles in in smaller movies comparatively. So his schedule is more open than a character, an actor that you want to do as a big budget actor, like a Ben Affleck. If he, at the time when they hired him, he was doing like three, four movies out a year. Oh, Ben Affleck was huge so at the time, and then like that. he stopped being huge at the time because he was contracted to do all these really shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just because how time works. But like, well, that's yeah. what it is. Like, same thing. Like, you don't want, you can't have people that don't like Pattinson as Batman, and then have Pattinson as your Batman. You know, it it starts because people because of the day and age we live in, people will just not see your movie. Like it's 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 they're very- oh most people just will hate watch it. 
No, I don't. I don't truly. Oh, the vocal people will. I don't. Well, though, I mean it. What they'll do? No, I don't even think they'll hate. What I think they'll hate watch it, but they'll pirate it. You know, that's the difference. Well, they're still between, talking about it. You know, yeah, that's because they're talking about. That's why I said the vocal audience. Yeah, I don't think. I don't really think people that don't like didn't like what like Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four wouldn't see another Wonder Woman movie. Why? Because and it, I'm not talking about us as comic people. I'm talking about people that are general audience that need that they need to get money from. Yeah, so my that, mom said she didn't care about it. She's like, I like the first one, but the second one was like a lot, and I was like, yeah. So my mom likely wouldn't watch another right. one. But they need your mother's money, not yours, because they already they know they'll get your. Yeah, money. they know I'm I'm watch I watch Morbius. Like I'll watch the bad ones. I don't care. It's not even about, about being bad or good. It's like I mean a they, little bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I mean is for comic book fans because they know they have us as a as a audience. Yeah. Regardless of it being bad or good. I saw blood spot. <laughs> exactly. Like we're going to Bloodshot, I'm yeah, sorry. No, I figure I knew <laughs> we're going to see these movies regardless. Yeah. You know, so they don't they don't give a rat's ass. Mm-hmm. They they care more about like your mom's money because that's lost revenue. They mm-hmm. they need people to come in that aren't complex people. Yeah, they're already green with me. Right, exactly. And they'll be green with every complex fan. Very rarely mm-hmm. does a complex fan go, I'm not watching this. Yeah, even if it's atrocious, comic book fans will watch it because they're like, "When's the next time we're gonna get a Morbius movie?" Well, not even, like, <laughs> like, again, it's not that it's about it being bad or good. It's about most ninety-eight percent of comic book fans will see it opening weekend, regardless of it being bad or good, because they want to see that character. No, it's like the video game uh, adaptation audience. Like, yes. if you like Uncharted, you're gonna go watch the movie regardless of quality. Like, you're gonna right. go watch it because you like the game. Yeah. You know, so they had like the gameplay that they had going into that movie. It's the I've never played Uncharted. What's going to make me watch Uncharted? Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. That's exactly, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know what you mean by like if you don't like Tom Holland, then you're not going to like Uncharted. Right. Like, so if you don't like Battinson, you're not going to like The Brave and the Bold if Battinson's already in it. Exactly. You yeah. know, I know what you mean. I just like, like not having to recast everybody. Good. Just like, oh, okay, cool, he's Good. there. Recast everybody. Fucking, re- I, I would love that they scorch Earth the entire fucking universe. Well, that's what they're kind of doing. Oh, you mean the entire? Yeah, okay. I, mean, I want kind of doing that, but yeah, no, you want to get rid of. You want cold turkey? Yeah. You want like just nothing? Yep. I want cold turkey. Well, full reset. Yeah. Except for John Constantine. <laughs> yeah. For, for, yeah. For him, bring him back all the time, dude. A uh, dude, do a forty-minute special presentation. Adapt House of Mystery, that animated one, into a live action special where Matt Ryan shows up and he's like in all three universes the CW, the DCEU, and the DCU. I'd pay money to see that. And make Idris, <laughs> and bring Idris Elba over for fucking a role. I don't care what it is. Oh, yeah, Bloodsport. Bloodsport's there because John Constantine likes the guy with a gun. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> or he wants to bang him. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. And Idris Elba's like, I'm down for it, bro. <laughs> So yeah, that's, oh, that's really it for the gun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun, it's cool. I'm excited for it. I just, I, oh yeah, I'm super hyped for it too. I, I know just, you were excited for Superman and um. No, my thing Booster I was Gold. excited for was Booster Gold and the Authority. Yeah. I, I, I think, well, I, you like your Superman. I but, love Superman. The only reason yeah. why I was like kind of like eh because I'm like it's because of course the Superman movie's coming. Yeah, I'm like duh. you weren't expecting Booster Gold and the Authority to get I, announced. That's <laughs> what it is. Like, it's like if your if your opening didn't include one of the Trinity, I'm like okay, that's dumb. 
But like, right, like what on. are you doing? Yeah, like if you were, like, if I got no, you're, you're, it's like you're keeping the reset. Like you're still keeping Ben Affleck if you're not putting the three in there. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> it's that kind of vibe they're going with. Yeah, if you were like, if I did, if we only, if let's say we didn't get the Superman announcement, but we only got the Brave and the Bold Batman movie announcement, like, okay, that's fine. You know, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't care if we got none of the the Trinity, and I'm like, that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. You know, I was expecting like one, at least one of those, those three getting a movie, and then I was like, the Authority and Booster Gold were the ones I was like, oh, this is you're you're a comic book guy. This is what mm-hmm. we're doing. This is if comic book people ran the shit. Good. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So let's jump into our uh, topic because we're an hour into the episode. Yeah, well, I knew we'd talk a lot about the uh, gun stuff. So I was like, uh, we can fast forward some of this because we don't have to regurgitate <laughs> the same stuff we talk about all the time. Nah, I love doing it. Oh, uh, yeah, so let's get into Kang, man. So, guys, we are talking about Kang the Conqueror to get you guys caught up for the character's history before uh, Quantumania comes out this weekend. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Kang first appears as Robert Tut in Fantastic Four 19 in October 1963, but as Kang in The Avengers number 8 in September 1964, one year later, almost exactly one year later, Kang is also known as Nathaniel Richards, comes from the, or, aka Other Earth, or the 31st century, depending on when you want to catch him in the timeline. Yeah. Um, he is a descendant of... He claims to be descendant of Doctor Doom, but has Nathaniel Richards as his name, which means he's actually descended from Reed and Nathaniel Richards, his father. Um, how that goes about, no one really knows. Um, but um, first appearing as um, because he's a Avengers villain, first appearing as Kang, he kind of just shows up as a time travel villain. Um, if you want a little mm-hmm. bit more of that in between story that after his first appearance in issue eight, there's a current series called uh, Avengers War Across Time, which kind of fills in the gaps between issues of Avengers with Kang um, playing around. Yeah, I like that Marvel's doing a lot of that stuff where they're like, hey, remember that Fantastic Four team that we did for that tiny story? What if they're back for a story that takes place right after? Right, exactly. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Um, like with the Extreme X Men, not the Extreme X Men. Um, Extreme X Men's doing that. Too. Yeah, no, the one that uh, yeah, well, that's doing it too. But the original one, uh, X Men Legends. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, where they were like, "This is the story the of Adam Extreme," and you're like, oh, "Okay, cool." Yeah. So Kang first appears in as in Fantastic Four nineteen as Rama Tut, um, who's a trap. I will go over variations of Kang, and yeah, there's a bunch. There's actually not many. There's not many. Well, not many main ones. If you want to talk about fucking Kangaroo, then no, there's a no, lot. No, but no, if no. you're talking about like the big ones, there's like four. No, yeah, exactly. I'm talking about the four. I'm not talking about yeah. like the or five the, technically. Yeah, I'm not talking about like the like alternate reality version of this. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um. So as Robert Tut, he was um he actually is the pharaoh that enslaved Apocalypse, uh, which is really cool. It's a very cool he little against, like little he, nod. Before against Moon Knight, it's really cool. That's all kind of like brought up in the new Kang series. The new Kang series brings up the Moon Knight thing. The old Kang, se- the old uh, old Kang, uh, old Apocalypse story brings up the Robin Tut thing mm-hmm. uh, with him. Um, his second appearance in the Avengers, they talk about him being from the year four thousand and taking up the name Kang, and that mm-hmm. there was two people with the same character. Um, Kang is from the 31st century. He's a descendant of Reed Richards who has has a fascination with time travel and heroes, all depending on which origin you follow. I will be taking the origin from our uh, Young Avengers because uh, I think it's the cleanest Well, because it also origin. ties into the Iron Lad stuff, so they're doing like right. double origins. So, um, yeah. But also it ties a little bit cleaner uh, than the current Kang series. If you read the current Kang series, it's kind of like a, a paradoxical series, and I don't want to talk about paradoxes. Yeah. Um, so he finds a, uh, a time platform, which is a device made by Victor Von Doom. It's a 
classic Doom thing. Doom has a time travel device that he just never uses, apparently, all the time. And it's not even just in the origin of like Young Avengers. This has been a thing that's been going back back and forth for Avengers for in FF for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is that he has a time platform. Um, it's how he was able to learn magic with Morgan Le Fay. It was how he was able to do a bunch of other shit. But like he just doesn't do it to kill Reed Richards, so I don't understand it. Um mm-hmm. so um Kang sees himself as kind of a um I'm also currently reading Secret Wars, the original Secret Wars, and Kang and, and, and Doom are rivals. Um in his early appearances. Um he fi- he flies in a Sphinx a Sphinx space, space timecraft. That's where he lands in the past, becomes Pharaoh Robert Tut. Um, while also be, there's also a time variant of him known as the Chrono Monitor Six One Six, which is this character that's like a time variant authority version of Kang, if Kang was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. You know, I'm just I'm just listening. Sorry, I don't yeah. want to interrupt. You're on a roll. No, no, no. no. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I don't see my my thing going up and down, so I can't tell if you're there sometimes. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, sorry I'm about here. that. <laughs> yeah, so if I say that, I don't mean it like that. Yeah. Um, he uh takes he takes the mutant Abin Sir, aka Apocalypse, as his heir, as a slave. They say heir and other versions. It's slave in the first appearances. Um, eventually he fights the Fantastic Four, gets beat by the Fantastic Four. They back comes back as um Kang to fight the Avengers and the Scarlet Centurion to fight the Avengers. Um, his great love is uh. Uh, oh my god, I was butchering her name. Ravona. Ravona Renslayer. Um, yeah, she's in uh, the Loki show. She's in Loki show. That's his greatest love. Um, not talking about the Kang miniseries that came out recently, but you should really read that Kang miniseries. It explains like their closeness a little bit better. And mm-hmm. most of it is early, her, his early appearances. His only like mission was really to make sure his timeline stayed intact so she would not die because she was in this weird stasis bubble. Yeah, but she also like doesn't give a shit about him. No. That's only in the Kang miniseries, the new one from Jed McKay. Well, there's the early appearances, too. It says in his own time, Kang falls for the princess Ravona, who does not care. Yeah, and, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah that's like the, the first appearance, like, uh, and then it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, they are actually, like, he is, like, loves her. He also took over her mm-hmm. her kingdom, though. Yeah. Um, she probably loves that. Exactly. Um <laughs> So his next story, really, his next big story after the Avengers is his him fighting for uh, Nova. Um, then after that would be the Celestial Madonna story, which is Kang going after Mantis, who is a Celestial Madonna. She is a Celestial a Madonna is like a, a in a religious context, this like virginal, um, like empowered, uh, godly body. Uh, normally it, it, in the in the feminine form, um, it's the other name for the Virgin Mary. She's known as the Madonna. Uh, so a celestial Madonna in this case is, is Mantis. Uh, she's supposed to uh, give birth to this very powerful uh, child. Um, later on, we find out who it is. She eventually gives birth to Koi, uh, which you see in Empire. But COVID fucked up that timeline, so you can just kind of forget about it now. Mm. Um, Sorry about this. My door was laying on my like laying on my lap and she was asleep and my arm fell asleep. So I was trying to oh, no. I'm looking at stuff like, <laughs> trying to keep her asleep. Um but um the heroes are eight the heroes are aided by Kang, um, who are fighting against Rama Tut. It's a Kang versus Kang versus Kang story. Yeah, Mortis is in there too. And Mortis is in there. 
Because that's the first time you see me in Immortus. When you find out, like, oh, Immortus is just an older version of me. Um, I will get into a quick breakdown of each and one of those guys later. Um, yeah, Immortus is very similar to He Who Remains. Yes. Um, it's actually just him. It's just they made Yeah, they he just didn't funny. give him a name. Yeah. yeah. Um, he Who Remains is another character also. They just merged that with Immortus because it's, yeah. it's an easy combo. It's way easier. <laughs> yeah, that was an easy combo uh, character. Yeah. Um, next up is uh, Prime Kang and the creation of... Oh, Ultimate. James, before that, this is actually where I came up with the idea to include Two-Gun Kid in the Guardians of the Galaxy idea. I figured. Because of the Celestial Madonna storyline. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> uh, you have the Prime Kang and the creation of the Ultimate Cells ever. Um, yeah, this, with Fred. Yeah, this spins out of the First Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, he has killed, quote-unquote, his other alternates, and he's the only Kang that remains, the Prime Kang. Um, and then what ends up happening is that he ends up like splitting into alternate versions. One that is the time that, that starts the Council of Kangs, which I won't get into. Um, and the other one is himself, the uh, um, just the the Kang that calls himself Fred, which is mm-hmm. kind of stupid. Um, yeah, it's just Kang going after alternate Kangs, killing Kangs, all death to Kangs. Um, really, the next one major story is Avengers Forever. Um, which is Kang and it's a Kang Ultron story, uh, which pulls the different Avengers from different eras teaming up to fight Ultron. Um, mm-hmm. and Kang's there because it's a time travel story. You then have the Young Avengers, which I'll get into more, which is the Iron Lad story. Kang meets Art, it goes back into the past, so it goes back to his own personal past to meet Nathaniel, a young Nathaniel Richards, uh, and convinces him to join him. As a villain, he goes, I'm not doing that, and pieces out to the present, finds, after he had stole um, some costumes from Kang, finds the discarded body of Vision, who had died during Avengers Disassembled, and uses what is called the Next Avenger Protocols to gather up uh, the descendants, heirs, sidekicks of the current Avengers to be the next Avengers now, now that the Avengers are broken up. He bonds with the Vision and creates the Iron Lad persona. Um, he is then the main Kang is the main pro- uh, protagonist in that series. An- sorry, antagonist in that series, the first part of that series, where he hunts down Iron Lad, so he can kind of circle that square real quick, so he doesn't mm-hmm. become a hero in the future. Um, he later on is in um <clears throat> in the Avengers Unity Squad story, where he um. It's not Warwick Kang. Is it Warwick Kang? No, it's not Warwick Kang. No, 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 it's not, it's not that. Um, Kang Dynasty? No, no, no. I forgot. It's just he's just. I forgot the storyline name. Warwick mm-hmm. Kang is in um, all new Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is just Kang travels the multiverse and recruits Strife, uh, Earth X Venom, Doom twenty ninety nine, Iron Man twenty twenty, Ahab, uh, Magistrate Braddock, and uh, the Abomination Deathlock. This is in actually not in um. Avengers, oh my god. It is in uh, <laughs> Uncanny X-Force. Mm. Um, that's where he takes uh, the Apocalypse twins and raises them in the future as his own kids, and then brings them back to the present to fuck up uh, Archangel. So they'll create like an age of Apocalypse, an age of Archangel in the future. Um, and then later on he fights against the Avengers of the Unity Squad. Um, that's when he and that's what Havoc and Watch are married in that alternate future, and then the timeline's destroyed. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. Uh, yep, we, you're all good. Okay, then we end up in the all-new era, which is Uncanny Inhumans, uh, in which he steals uh, Black Bolt's son and raises him in the future, uh, who to replace him as Kang in the future, which is weird because he actually has his own son named Marcus. I don't know. It's a weird error. I wasn't reading Inhumans, so mm-hmm. uh, I just know this for the show. Because uh, Kang and it's cool, and I really love Kang. I just think this is this storyline doesn't make sense because you just did that literally in the year before in Uncanny X Force with the Archangel's kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like they did the same storyline twice with just two different books. That you might as well be like, and also in Spider Man, the year after, he's stealing uh, a future version of Mayday Parker and raising him as his daughter. So Spider Man, so he's going an Age of Spider Man thing. Like you could have done that throughout every book, and it would it would have been fine. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of weird. Anyway, um, he ends up taking um, Kang. Or Kang ends up bringing back uh, Black Bolt's son, uh, and it gives him new powers also because uh, he's mm-hmm. trained because he's fucking his powers are weird. I will do this on my Inhumans episode eventually. Um, but yeah, a really good Inhumans project comes out exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kang. Oh, guys, it's very the Inhumans make me tired. <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. Inhumans. Um, so after that, you have, um, he's not back until Infinity Countdown, mm-hmm. um, where he's just helping gain stones, duh, it's Infinity Countdown, leading up to Infinity anything. Mm-hmm. um, and then you have the new Kang series that came out, which explains, like, how Kang, it goes, it, they try to do it in the sense of taking the, um, Iron Lad story from Young Avengers and, extending it a little bit more where he goes after the failure of the young avenger story he goes back in time again to meet himself and this time that he just kidnaps himself and takes him on a journey through time with him and then like as a as time goes on he ends up just growing into that version of Kang to go back in time to kidnap himself it all, yeah. to create the paradox of it it all makes sense at the end like that multiple man story <laughs> right um but also ties into both sorry both the last year's timeless uh the last two timelesses yeah. Um, which is also really cool to see him come out um as the the POV of future Marvel projects. Um, not because of Quantum Manium or anything, just it makes sense he's a time I mean, traveler. Synergy's good, but also he's a great villain that they don't use as no, much no, as they no, use other villains. No, 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 no. What I mean in, in the timeless stuff, he's not he's not he's the protagonist in it. He's not the bad No, guy. but I'm saying like Kang is a villain, like in general, like Kang the character. You can't use him. Doesn't have much. as much screen time. Good, because you can't. He's a time well, yeah, traveler. Yeah, because of his time travels yeah. and his really complicated backstory and alternate versions. Yes. Like you're really, but yeah. they overuse other villains that it's just like, come on. You know, what I mean is like I the time, How many times can the Red Skull come back to life, all right? That's why I, no, I, I prefer that over Kang, actually. This time he steals Charles X's brains and turns everybody evil. What? Well, it's better than Kang just stealing babies to raise him like raise his own <laughs> I mean that's true. Like you did it like three times in a row, man. Yeah. Um, but also hey, if at first you don't succeed, try try again, right? <laughs> um but also the main reason why the timeless books work through the eyes of Kang because the time he's a time traveler, so showing glimpses to the reader of the future of the Marvel Universe, alternate mm-hmm. futures or possible future of the Marvel Universe, or po- sorry, possible storylines that we're going to see for that year in a book that book makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just for synergy purposes, he's going to be the the main bad guy. He won't be because if you read Timeless, I'm not going to spoil Timeless, but something happens to Kang, so he's not the main bad guy in the Jebby yeah. Avengers book, but. One of the guys from that Meridian is the main bad guy in mm-hmm. Avengers coming up later on this year, written by Jed McKay. Um, so yeah, um, but 
Kang as a villain is a really cool villain. The main reason why they don't use him is because it's kind of hard to. It, it's a strike. It's a, it, like in X Men with Strife. The problem mm-hmm. with time travelers as villains is that they're cool concepts. They are very hard to work. But with. how many times are you going to retcon that the, like their storylines? Right. By changing things in the current comic books, like when Cable becomes young again, and then we have a young Cable. Like Strife doesn't talk about that in the old books, and he people might forget about it when he time travels. So right. it's a little bit more convoluted. Also, time travels. Well, time traveling villains are hard because you. The problem is like. How many times do they want to mess up the time stream? Well, it's, it's the same story. Yeah, it's that. It's hundred percent. It's it's not like they're messing up the time stream. Normally, it's to, like especially Kang's was always to make sure his future came true. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happens is how do you keep doing that? Like what keeps happening that makes your your future keep changing? Because clearly your your future's not uh, it's solid. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Also, the problem is like when you're falling into time because maybe this is the first time that team, these people are meeting you, but like you've met them before. Mm-hmm. I.e., what you'll see in the quantum medium like from the trailer. Oh, I've met you before. Like I've killed you yeah. before, type of thing. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see like if we get any like cool little uh, nods, like a helmet or like a shield in like his throne room where it's right. like I killed Captain America on one of these timelines. Right. So that's the whole thing. Like it's, it kind of gets repetitive because it's only like mm-hmm. you really can't do much with the time travel villain. His his motives will always be I'm stealing. Like you can't. He's not a thief. Like Kang's not a thief. You know, mm-hmm. Kang could only work backwards in time, conquering time only so much until he's beaten. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's always beaten around the same time. Like that's why, like I understand him going back in time to, uh, in the Uncanny X Force story because the birth of Apocalypse uh, of Doc 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 Angel's children um, created alternate future now, mm-hmm. which that makes sense. You know, going after you know Black Bolt's son makes sense you know because it's going to fuck up his plans you know mm-hmm. having you know him showing up in infinity countdown really didn't make sense they just did it as synergy so they can go oh he's here because kang's cool to use we haven't used him um but also how much does that come down to someone not having a, a good enough kang story uh to tell mm-hmm. you know a lot of the stories that he's in he's a supporting villain He's, you know, he's yeah. not, he hasn't had a main story as a villain since really his first appearance, but, or in Young Avengers. Like, those are his, like, real, like, he has, he has arcs. Six issue stories where he appears in as a, as a, a antagonist. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? He doesn't have events. No, there is no, uh, um, Time Cross Caper, but that's, that was an Avenger, that's an X-Men book, but that really didn't involve Kang. You know, if you told me Kang no, but like, a... like huge events, right? Like he's involved in them, but he's never like the main antagonist, right? If you're not like you had, we've had actually more events with Thanos and Red Skull than we had the Kang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Kang's always around, but he always demonstrates like, uh, like yeah, if I wanted to, I could, but I don't because it doesn't meet my ultimate goal, right? Like he's him, one of those guys, right? Like him in like uh, in. Uh, Infinity, not, uh, no, Infinity Wars. Yeah. You know, Kang didn't need to be there at all. Yeah, but he's like, but I'm choosing to be here because this could potentially fuck up my timeline, so exactly. I have to make sure it doesn't. Exactly. Like, that's the only reason why they put them there. They fuse with Kamala. Like, Kang Mala. <laughs> yeah, like, so, you know, it's things like that. So I think he's, mm-hmm. he's an underrepresented and unappreciated character. I think what makes Kang so good is that the versions you meet of him through the se- different series are different, and that reminds me of the Spectre cool. a little bit. 
where it's kind of like he only interferes when he has to. Right. Yeah. I I agree. Yes. I that actually you know what that's the, the a great uh, analogy. Um because like you have a, a great character in Kang, but like I said, the one major part I personally like for Kang is that even if you're not meeting Kang the Conqueror, you can be meeting like the Scarlet Centurion, Iron Lad, Immortus, um, Chrono Maester, uh, a Monitor Six One Six, you know, a bunch of different guys mm-hmm. that throughout time have been interfering with Marvel's history, and you don't know exactly why. And each mm-hmm. one of them is like, well, we're trying to make sure our shit's not fucked up. And going against each other, yeah. you know. I just want to talk about the Council of Kangs because I think it's because kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, not because it, not because it's a bad Council idea. Council of Kangs, it's just the Illuminati, but all Kang. It's the Council of Reeds, but all Kang. Yeah, it's it's like Council of Dunes, but all Dunes, like it all, yeah. all Kangs. I think the problem I have with the Council of Kangs is that it doesn't make sense. As like a, it doesn't make sense, like because, because they're all dickheads. It's not that they're all dickheads. It's like, for a time traveler, you wouldn't have a council of you from alternate universes because you're all technically you're trying to make sure your future is what matters. Yeah, and some timelines are different universes, but some universes are not the same timeline. Like, what's going on yeah, here? Is it a multiverse thing? A multiverse thing that makes sense. Yeah, if it's a multiverse council and you're the only Kang the Conqueror part of your universe, not your timeline, then sure. But if right. you're the Council of Kangs across all time, space, and reality slash universes, like that's just dumb. Yeah, you're 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 they're doing too much yeah. uh, with it. That's I why mean, I think they, they do it based off universes because they have the kangaroo, but that's why it's a little stupid. It could just be, you know, Kang, Centurion, Iron Lad, like they're all meeting in like one center point. Like you know, oh yeah, we're all Kang from this Prime Six One Six, right? Just at different yeah. periods. Mm-hmm. As opposed you know to I mean? Reed, which comes from the multiverse. Exactly. Don't copy your grandpa, bro. Come on. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so we'll talk about the, the major variations of Kang. Uh, we have Pharaoh Ramatut, um, which is the first one you meet in um, Fantastic Four. He is the pharaoh that He's a pharaoh. Over. He's a pharaoh. Uh, he also wants to capture the Celestial Madonna. He is then uh, caught by the Timekeepers. That's where his story ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Immortus is an older version of Kang that li- resides in Limbo. Kind of, sort of. When they say Limbo, they mean like space and time Limbo, but not the actual dimension Limbo, where like magic and like M- Madeline Fryer live. I don't fucking mm-hmm. know. Um, Kang was always destined to become him at the end, uh, at the end of Avengers Forever, which you really first see him. Um, and he is the powerful creator of the Timekeepers. Um, then you have Iron Lad, which I support. We're talking about the Iron, uh, the Young Avengers arc. It's a younger version of Iron Lad uh, of Kang that became a hero. Um, he also eventually becomes Kid and Morris. Um, mm-hmm. So after the Iron Lad uh, story, he goes back. He's because comics. He's brought back to life. Uh, he is found by Immortus, and Immortus then teaches him to be a good guy. So he becomes Kid mm-hmm. Immortus. Uh, you have Victor Timely, which is. Um, he is from the he's a superhero supposed to be a superhero quote unquote mm-hmm. um also if you know the name timely is because of the comics time and comics he's some mayor that lives in a town uh in wisconsin mm-hmm. uh in the early 20th century it's um it was to start the creation of the human torch that's why he exists there mm-hmm. to make sure the age of heroes happens so he's 
spawn later on. Um, then you have Scarlet Centurion, which is his superhero form, um, which is Nathaniel Richards II, um, which is just him before it's the identity he has between uh, Ramatut and Kang. You have Marcus Kang, which is Kang's son, um, and then you have Chrono Monitor 616, who is the Time Variance Authority version of Kang. Uh, and then you have Mr. Griffin, uh, which is weird because he is like now Asian and American. I don't know. He's just an alternate version from him from uh, a new company uh, from Griffin Company. It's a rival for the Atlas Corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really it for that. I won't talk about alternate versions or cross time Kangs or like all this stuff. But if you really want to see a cool thing, look at Heroes. Go to read the Heroes Reborn era if you want a different version of mm-hmm. uh, Kang. When I say Heroes Reborn, I mean the original Heroes Reborn um, yeah. from the nineties, uh, because his there is there's not just like Ultimate Universe. That was their way of doing Ultimates before Ultimates were a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he his his romantic interest is Reno. Uh, is, isn't Reno Nova? It's Mantis. Yeah, which kind of beckons back to the uh, Madonna storyline. Yeah. Other uh, quick variations are Kangaroo the Conqueror from the Spider-Ham universe, yeah. Sue Storm from the Ultimate Marvel That's universe, say, yeah. and Kang the Conglomerate from Spider-Geddon, who is a representation of a 2099 Kang. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah. Um, Those then... are the big ones. Like, There's a Star Trek crossover, and then there's a Squadron Supreme crossover, but it's basically just Kang, but in a crossover. Yeah, that's or... right. An alternate version of Scott Centurion, like in the Squadron Supreme's Prime Universe or whatever. Like it's yeah. nothing like huge, like the Sue Storm or Reborn or no, no, um, no, yeah, Spider Geddon. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what they would do with Kang. I think the thing with Kang is, and and talking about like just Kang in general, I think like mm-hmm. one, I think the the ultimate version of uh, of Kang was awesome as it being revealed to be Sue, an alternate version of Sue Storm, which is a cool twist. Um, you don't know they they don't tell you in the story who it is until that moment mm-hmm. until the end of the story. Um, I do like the fact that Kang, like I said, because you can meet him in different versions, different forms. He's very much why it's very much why I like Mister Sinister is that mm-hmm. characters that have interacted with Mister Sinister don't know he's Mister Sinister until they tell until he tells them that Mister Sinister. Like mm-hmm. when he's like a kid in the orphanage, you don't know that's Mister Sinister. You don't realize like. Doctor Mulberry is sinister, unless you realize mm-hmm. X Men. You realize that like that's the same now, the same block he lived on. Um, it's things like you don't realize like Kang is Ramatut. You don't realize Kang is Scarlet Centurion. You don't realize Kang is Mister Griffin. You don't realize until they tell you in the story. And you're like, oh shit, these are the same people. You know, I also, like I said, I, the only thing I don't like is the Council of Kangs as a concept because it kind of falls flat. I and like I do like your idea where they should just have. If you're going to do Council of Kangs, it should be like it's Kang and all his direct his direct timeline people. Like Yeah, like while it's cool to have the Spider Geddon one or the Spider Ham one or the Sue Storm one, they're not on the prime timeline, so why would all these Kangs be working together if their goals are to keep their stable timeline? Right. Like why would Nathaniel Richards care about um the conglomerates? spider get in timeline like right. is that part of its own timeline or is it part of whatever 299 but like why would he care about ultimate two storms goals right exactly his goal is to save his timeline so it should be council of kang should be reinvented and what marvel could be doing this re of the mcu version could be reinventing it as like only the people in his current time right which right. would be iron lad which would be 
Centurion, Ramatut potentially, yeah, and uh, King the Conqueror. Maybe Immortus. Immortus, yeah. But that's what it is. I think that's what it is. You can even introduce He Who Remains as, like, another version, like, to just double down. Well, He Who Remains is a, is a, a character from the comics already. Yeah, but he is not important enough to where they couldn't change him slightly. Well, no, that's they're not going to do that. That's the one thing that I love that the the comics aren't fucking placating to the movies. I hate when they do that to the movies. I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't have to do that. The comics should be separate but equal. Um, you know, I think what – but you're right, though. The, the actual Council of Kangs should be just Kangs from the comics because the – the one thing I think that gets muddied in this... Yeah, He Who Remains appears in uh, Thor 245. He's the last survivor of the TVA who's president at the end of time. Yeah. It's not specified that he's a Kang. It's not not specified. He's not a Kang. He's just a guy. He's not a Kang. He's just a dude. The reason why they did it for the TV show is because they took a lot it's of... It's easier to explain. The TVA, a lot of TVA stuff comes from Thor books. Mm-hmm. So they were like, all this stuff works here, but we want... A time traveler to be in charge. So Kang's a big time travel villain. That's mm-hmm. all they did, because uh, Kang's really nothing. Um, yeah, because he who remains like the shriveled old like Lemon Man. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, like, the big thing is that it the, the one thing that the MCU gets muddied, and I think what tends to happen in comic books uh, depends on who's writing it, is that they muddy timelines and the multiverse into one thing where they're not. One mm-hmm. space is one's time. So you can have a timeline can create an alternate universe, but like your alternate universe isn't a, a timeline, you know. So, for example, like Age of Apocalypse. I, I, I usually I always use Age of Apocalypse as the, as the the definitive idea of this. Mm-hmm. Legion goes back in time to kill Magneto before the X Men are formed, so his he can spend more time with his father. Mm-hmm. By accident, he kills his father, and the X Men are never created. Mm-hmm. In turn, Apocalypse rises earlier. Creating the Age of Apocalypse, rewriting the history of the 616 universe going forward from that moment. Mm-hmm. It's then all fixed at the end of the event. But as a time travel thing, it is not. It's the timeline was fixed. The main Marvel universe then goes forward. Xavier's never killed, and we go forward in mm-hmm. time. Um, but in the multiverse, the Age of Apocalypse was was always a thing because of what Legion did. By time traveling, it created an alternate universe mm-hmm. that exists. It's an alternate timeline, alternate universe. It's not your timeline. It's not your past, you know, anymore. Um, that's why time travel is so hard as a concept to play around. It's not really a hard of a concept to play around with. It just you have to have a. That's why time travel villains are so hard to write mm-hmm. because it's like every time Kang goes back in time, he would be creating an alternate an alternate timeline if you believe in things like. It also depends on what you're fi- – like, fictionally, how do you mm-hmm. think time travel operates in your universe? Is it – are you more like um, like the Terminator where you can go back in time and affect your, your timeline directly? If, if you go back in time and kill Hitler, now you will go back to your timeline in a, in a world where Hitler doesn't exist type of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but in turn, you would have never gone back in time to kill Hitler, which creates a paradox. Um, yeah. Or – like or like Back to the Future, you know, if you fuck up the timeline, you disappear in the future type of thing, like Back to the Future. Or do you relegate yourself to something like a Dragon Ball Z type of time travel? I go back in time to save Goku from the, the heart virus and the androids. He doesn't die. Now I go back to my timeline, but that never never changed. But what you did was just create an alternate timeline, mm-hmm. you know. 
So now both timelines live simultaneously. It just depends on who's writing it and how you believe time works in, in a comic book sliding time scale. Yeah. Um, that's why it's so hard to write Kang because his whole deal is fucking up time, but while keeping his future intact. His future can't be intact because we know things like 2099 can happen. You know, but mm-hmm. that still exists. Because we had like Miguel show up in one in the Spider-Man crossover going, no, we can't have this. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's why it's just so hard to write. I think if um, you just have a good editor that's there that goes, no, time travel is this, multiverse is this, and neither of the two are the same, it's so much easier to explain mm-hmm. to people. Like, time travel is this. You go back and forth in time, that's it. Um, you go from A and B and you're good. Time Multiverse travels, you're going through like A1, A2, A3, A4, and they're all just different versions of the same Earth. Yeah. You know, one create timelines create universes. Universes don't create timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the problem with Kang. But what I like yeah. Kang, but that's also why I like Kang. That's why when you mm-hmm. see different versions of him show up, you're like, oh, cool. The problem is then the Council of Kang doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little bit more confusing. Yeah. So, no, I like it. I, I, I like, um, oh, my God, I keep forgetting his fucking name. Tell me his name. Jonathan Majors. Thank you. <laughs> um, as Kang, I liked him as he remains. I like the fact that there is a big disp- uh, d- disposition between how he who remains is slash Immortus versus what Kang has portrayed so far in the movies. I think you need that, especially if you're telling a point of a alternate slash a variant slash time traveler of yourself. Um, we don't know what Kang's backstory is going to be, and I don't think we'll know for a long time what his actual mm-hmm. story plot line is going to be. Um, but I do think there is a point where you, we're going to see um, the fact that Kang himself um, later on, or maybe at the end of this movie, like if we see like uh, if he gets like blasted by another version of Kang and like Scarlet Centurion going, "Ha ha, I got you, fucker!" Yeah, got him, bitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know. That would be cool to see, or like the Council of Kangs and like your version or your idea of rendition of it. Like he opens up and goes, "All right, guys, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I made sure this happens." And I, I was like, "Thank God, you know, I can, I, you know, I, or like you meet, or a post credit scene." And I don't know if this is a real thing or this is like a rumor that's already out there. Like a post credit scene is like Cassie meeting Nathaniel Richards for the first time because mm-hmm. they they have they have a thing in the comics in Young Avengers. Um, so her meeting him, going, "Hey, I'm Nathan, you know, and I'm forming this team." Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, uh, uh, the comic book fans are like, "Oh my god!" Regular people won't get it, but that's the point. You turn to your friend and go, "This is what this is," mm-hmm. um, and this is time travel. So like, oh, Kang is inevitable. That's one of his actual quotes. Like, Kang is inevitable. Like, you will never not hit mm-hmm. Kang um, in the timeline. Yeah, Kang's um, the guy. That's what it is. Like, because he's a time travel menace, he's such a good villain. It's just that he's underutilized in the in the Marvel universe, just not because he's a bad villain. Mm-hmm. Again, I just don't think someone is sitting sat down and wrote a great storyline that's like he's not the lead up, like he like an event that can work. That's not just like and Kang came back in time and changed all this, and now we live in this dystopian future, and then the guys, you know, just to rewrite time again, you know, that's the only way you can do that. It's like mm-hmm. the age, like the Age of Ultron uh, event. Yeah. Like if that was like an Age of Kang event, it's the same thing. I would have I would have actually believed that more than what we got in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's an event Kang should have been in. 
you oh, know, yeah. going, oh, why did this robot fuck up the timeline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Kang is not used as much, like we said before, as he should be. You know, now I'm thinking about it, I think he should have been in Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything then, of, oh, yeah, because Rom and Tut yeah. in Apocalypse, they, at least... Ramen Touch should have been involved. No, Apocalypse was choking him dead. Like, how about you? Yeah, he's like, get fucked. Bye. <laughs> how about how about you taking the whipping now? I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> what is happening? Cal- here? Calm down. <laughs> A little white slavery never hurt anybody. Oh man. <laughs> Black history month. I can say of that. <laughs> so no, uh, anything you want to talk about about Kang? I feel like I talk about Kang. I talk about Kang the entire episode. No, I basically know nothing about Kang, man. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those fools. I um I've seen him pop up in uh besides the MCU. I've seen him pop up in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And I've seen him pop up in Avengers Assemble. That little storyline. And I've obviously seen him in comic books pop up, like the Hickman Avengers and Infinity Wars. Like, I know who Kang is, but I haven't read a lot of his stories. Like, I don't even know. I've never read the Kang Dynasty. I've never read the right. Celestial Madonna. I've, re- I've read up on the Celestial Madonna, but I've never gone back and actually read the pages. Right. So, you like, know, like there's just stuff that about Kang that I just don't know and other things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that storyline. Like, duh. You but. do yourself a favor. You should really go back and watch as a smaller version of it. Like, watch Avengers Earth Minus Heroes on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I watched it when it first came out. Watch so the I, story, I barely man. remember it. It's but so I remember good. his design because it's very good. Yes. Go back and watch that. That's, I think, the yeah, – That's, that, like, a good telling of his story. Yeah. Be, to be fair, it's condensed and, and modified for the show. But it's a very oh, yeah. close, close version of the of his story. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend it. I, I would definitely go out there and, and, and watch – that episode, those episodes again. I might actually just mm-hmm. watch it before this weekend. I kind of know when I'm watching um, uh, Ant Man three yet. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince it because I'm not watching this weekend because the twelfth is this not this weekend coming up. The weekend after. Yeah, um, I'm probably seeing it this weekend. Cold. I'll probably see it Thursday or Friday. Well, it comes out next week. It comes out next Thursday. Yeah. So I may depending on what I, if my wife wants to go see it for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um. That's a plus side. I can take her on a date for nerdy shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I might do that because I, I definitely want to see that soon uh, when it comes out. So I just want to do that so we can, we can talk about the show. Um, yeah. I'm hyped because I think, like I said, Kang, there were two things I wish they would do. Oh, and then he was in the Doctor Doom series also. The, the Doctor yeah, Doom. but but yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. because, like I, like, I, like I said, like they, Doom and him are supposed to be rivals, but the problem is because like, Doom's not a, protag- not a protagonist, you don't really see that rivalry often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I wish there was someone would do a storyline with Doom and Kang, and it's a Doom Doom Kang war, and it's like their FF is just happens to be in between the two of them. Actually, fuck it, that's my story idea. Fuck it, (laughs) no one steal that. (laughs) My idea when I'm writing FF, that's my 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 story. James, write it down. (laughs) My story. It's a Kang Doom war. Ignore me. That dude, that'd be a fucking insane summer event, the Kang Doom War. Yes. Oh man. The right battle for Ladveria and yeah. time itself. Yeah. <laughs> we'll write this down. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Mobile editors, if you're listening, do not take that idea. <laughs> Jed McKay's listening now. He's gonna oh. throw it in his Avengers run. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll have the announcement come out. And uh, we're announcing a new event for next summer. I swear to God, Jed. God damn it. God damn it, Dan. Or whoever's work. Uh, Ryan North. 
He's right working now. on Fantastic Four right now. <laughs> I, was like, I was listening like on Spotify, like this just show like airtime, and I was like, oh, this comic podcast is all about Kang. I was yeah, like, these guys are so good. Like, I was just like sticking it out, and like they came up with a good idea. And I mean, I came up with a good idea, right? Yeah, because yeah, these guys are nobodies. <laughs> on like on like t- on like uh, air, and that's oh, their fault. <laughs> Dude, I I've seen such like uh, I I want to see how McKay makes Meridian, who's another time travel villain, mm-hmm. like work. Oh yeah, Jed, I feel like Jed's got it. I mean, sorry, I'm like yawning. Um, he did Timeless, he did the Kang series. Mm-hmm. He, he he's got he's got his head wrapped around this Kang thing. Yeah, so I think he has a good idea. I just want to see how he makes, especially if you're your because clearly your Avengers series is not going to be five issues long. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot longer. So let's see how he makes this a long form uh, format. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where that goes and where Kang's actually going to be a threat to the Marvel Universe or not threat, but like a, a prominent role. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a lot of people that don't know who Kang is, like. You know, besides like fanboys that jumped on late because he got introduced in the in, in a Loki TV show that Me. now are quote unquote Loki fan are quote unquote Kang fans. Me, I like him, <laughs> and I saw this. <laughs> well, you can like him, and that's and that's not me bandwagoning or, or gatekeeping. It's very much mm-hmm. like even comic book fans don't really know much about Kang. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you have to be so hard up about being a Kang fan. You know, you know, you have to have such a uh, like a love of the character to do this. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's not many people that are like I don't include myself in that list of mega Kang fans, and I love fucking Kang. Um, yeah, you love fucking Kang. <laughs> I do. <laughs> there's five of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, not the kid, not the kid. Oh yeah, no, not him. Well, maybe him now. He's old now, right? He's no. like an adult. No, uh, no, he's a teenager still. Oh, age him up. What are you doing? It's time travel. That's how that works. Yeah, I mean, everybody ages in this uh, Young Avengers now. They're all too old. I mean, well, they have to. They have to. Usher in the new Avengers and make it the Young Avengers. I'm sorry. Did you hear that from me? I will. No, you mean you mean the MCU where it's all. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate that term so much. No, oh, yeah, it's because it's like brain dead. I know. But we'll jump into our – oh, sorry. I'm like – I hit my head daughter's head with my headphones because she's like waking up from her na- – like not nap, but like she should be asleep. Um, mm. We'll jump into our books, our book corner this week. As I pull it up. We have um, – we have – oh, my God. Static uh, Static Shadows Dakota written by Vita, Vita Ayala who's taking a break from New Mutants to do this. Uh, and art by Nicholas Draper. I, I, I'm going to butcher that last Ive? name. Ivy? Ivy? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a sequel series to the Static Season 1. Um, this book will introduce Ebon. From the, if you've watched the cartoon show, he's also from the characters in the, the original Milestone universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it just continues the story. If you want to jump into the Static, it's a really cool version of him. It's a more modern version of him. Um, his supporting cast is all there. Also, what I think is really cool is that if you want to skip the origin stuff and jump right into this and just do... <laughs> Should be a cool superhero story. That's kind of what you. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Northern Blood um, by Jason uh, G. Uh, Nisky and Artario Rojo uh, by Blood Moon Comics. Um, it's a zombie apocalypse, like a zombie monster um, 
uh, war story. It's yeah, like, it, it appealed to me. I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> you want a cool horror book that's a little bit different. Um, if you are a fan of, I want to say Blood Rain, but that's not the movie. Uh, Wolfenstein. Overlord 2. Overlord. Yeah. yeah. Check that out. Uh, you have Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants. Um, spinning out, uh, written by Al Ewing and all by Paco Medina, produced by Marvel Comics. Uh, spinning out of Sins of Sinister. This is the first 10 years. Dirt. So Sins of Sinister will have three 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 issue miniseries uh starting with storm and the brother of mutants the first issues will all be within the first 10 years of the reign of sinister um and this just shows how storm retreated to uh Araco and erico and um what's happening there um there's kind of a big twist ending fucking wild Ooh, um, if you've been following sword and uh x-men red you'll like this book a lot uh, mm -hmm. You have Red Goblin by Alex Paladin and Jan. Oh my God, Basil Duer, Basil. You're doing your best. I, I don't mean, know the. I don't know this Yeah, one. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> this spins out of Dark Web uh, and Venom. Normie Osborn, uh, Norman uh, Harry Osborn's son, uh, has gotten the symbiote from Dylan. Oh uh, yeah, the goblin mode. Yeah, so he's now got uh the red goblin who he calls Rascal. Um attached to him and now he's fighting he's kind of like trying to do the crime fighting thing. Um uh, but there is a rise of what's called the goblin army. Um and these were all past followers of her, of his grandfather. His Norman Osborne has been the gold goblin currently, so mm -hmm. um and who the new goblin king is spoiler it's not it's someone it's it's weird how they bring this guy philip ulrich yeah yeah i don't want to spoil it but like oh know. is it him yeah <laughs> oh man i didn't even know that that's awesome yeah it's phil york he's brought back from the dead as the goblin. Yeah, that's thing. awesome he was one of my favorite uh goblin stories just because it's just like why the fuck is he here <laughs> yeah no now he's dead and not alive and then you have harrower uh, written by Justin yeah, that looked nuts. Terror is so good. So written by Justin Jordan, art by Brahim uh, Reveal, Brian Revel, Brian Revel. Thank you. Uh, produced by uh, produced by Boom Studios. Um, what's really, really cool about it? Harrower is a story like in the comic book. He is a um like he's a urban legend, very much like Candyman. Um, and he's supposed the to maniac in New York. <laughs> no, that, no, maniac in New York is not an urban legend. He's an actual thing. It's that's it's a parallel to COVID. Like, yeah, I know, but like, that's the idea of it, like the Jersey Devil. No, 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 no. He's the the maniac in New York thing is that he's actually no, he's real. Like they know he's an actual serial killer that's on the loose, like mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, Harrower is like Candyman. He's an urban legend. Like there is no real one. Yeah, Bloody Mary. Yes. <laughs> Like they're not real. Like mm -hmm. they're they're meant to frighten people. Like that's why like they bring up like oh the graffiti is his sigil, so people try to summon him because it keeps and the hair is what keeps our town pure and clean and blah blah. And this goes after you bad naughty teens from doing bad naughty teen stuff. Um, then you realize the hair is actually fucking real <laughs> in the book, and you're like oh my god. And um, this guy is hunting him down. There's someone that's hunting him down, and like there are people that worship him, and it's really cool to see how like how those people are coming together in this. Mm. Um, yeah, Hera's really fucking good. Um, if you look for like a, it's really cool. That, that's what was really cool about it. Like it is a take on Candyman. So if you like Candyman, where it's like, oh, he's not real, but then he's like, oh my God, he's fucking real. It's very much like Hera. Like he's real. Oh, he's fucking real. And he's going to murder your entire town. 
because you people are being naughty, naughty people. Mm-hmm. That's fun. It's really cool. That was that one I was really excited for for this week. So that's it for raw books. Go check them out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That wraps up the episode. Thanks for listening to the episode, guys. You can head over to our website, andrewscomics.com. Check out this week's previous anime release. Oh, by the way, uh, we're coming back for volume two for Unknown Heroes. So follow us on that. Oh, yes. More announcements to come. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can follow us because me and Hunter are the first two announcements. Uh, we are coming back for Unknown Heroes volume two. So check that out. We will add all the links eventually to the stuff. You can check us out there, and we'll talk more about that as time goes on. But you can head over to our website, andrewcomics.com. Check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram, Android underscore comics. The podcast Instagram, Android's Amazing Podcast. The Twitter, Android's Amazing. And for up-to-date news, I just post really cool, fun, stupid stuff all the time. Mm. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. As always, support your comic shop and have a nice day. We'll see you guys next week with our Valentine's Day special, talking about Holly Quinn getting rammed or something. I don't know. <laughs> or something. Peace. <laughs> now we let it linger for two seconds. <laughs>